Everyone, it's Tim Pachote here. Not sure if anyone's going to actually see this uh, with all the censorship going on these days, but this is going to be my last Facebook post signing off. We've got Josh Sigerson working hard in the background from World Alternative Media, one of the fastest growing bit shoot channels in the world. And don't really have an agenda for today, but I mean, that brings me to something bit shoot. I mean, I've been, I've been supporting bit shoot for the past two years, sending them like $10 a month just so we could have alternative media, alternative platforms, be able to get a voice out there. And if everyone did the same thing, I mean, that's one way to help take the system back. I mean, basically the past four years has been a message about decentralization, been a message about freedom, has been a message, I got rocking the, uh, the free man shirt that I got for my birthday. Definitely love this shirt, but it's been a message about how we can actually win. And unfortunately, I mean, just to you know, rewind things, four years ago today, I got a call from, well, now my ex-wife, but it was that our daughter was, you know, basically she was coming out a month early. And during President Trump's inauguration or to be, you know, inaugurated to be the president, I got that call saying, hey, you know, you need to go into the hospital. And I went to the hospital wearing a Trump shirt. And so my daughter was born while I was wearing a Trump shirt. So I'm not Trump derangement syndrome, not some hater. And I, this basically the genesis of creating my podcast was to warn people. And the very first episode was warning people like, listen, this is not the time to be high-fiving each other. It's nice to, uh, it's very nice to, you know, gloat over all these liberal tiers and things like that. Maybe, you know, we can take a little bit of a victory lap for, you know, like a day or something, but we know there's a very limited time to get things done. The first two years were squandered. We had snakes like John McCain and Lindsey Graham and all the other swamp creatures. And, you know, and Trump just wasted a bunch of time picking a bunch of assholes as his, uh, you know, to surround him, you know, people like Gary Cohn, who was basically in charge of, he was the economic advisor, but he was also, um, you know, a huge Hillary Bundler, Goldman Sachs guy, basically, you know, one of the guys behind the carbon tax. And like, you know, I didn't bust my ass to try to get Trump to win just for him to put it on all these swamp creatures and guys like Ryan's previous, you know, I keep going on and on and on and on. We don't need to rehash everything. But but then what you saw was a huge awakening. And then the awakening of people then got psyoped into QAnon. And it was just so frustrating to basically see all these people who have good intentions who then got misled. And then you saw people like Josh and I who you know, and especially, you know, for myself, you know, here, I mean, I didn't win any friends or any favors by first, you know, supporting Trump. And then basically before he got even in there, already knew that, you know, nothing great was really going to come of it and everything was going to be wasted. So I pissed off all the Trump people, pissed off all the libertarians, pissed off all the anarchists, pissed off all the Q people who generally believe in a lot of the same, you know, conspiracies, except that it's sort of, except they got Judas goaded at the wrong, at the end in order to not take any action. And so, I just for all those people who are misled by by Trump and mis not really necessarily by Trump, but even misled by by QAnon, you know, I I did predict Trump was going to win in 2016. Said it was going to be the Russians on video before I even created the podcast. One of the first videos I ever made said they're going to blame it on on the Russians because the Clintons are guilty of Russian collusion. They always blame the enemies for what they do. And then, in as early as bombing Syria, I said that Trump was going to lose to the Democrats. And then made a speech at Anarchapoco this past year on video where I had a PowerPoint put, I forgot if it was five states or six states. I put those swing states on stage, put, said how much he won by and that they were going to use the voting machines to swing one or two counties in each state. And it didn't matter because Trump was going to lose and all the QAnon people and all the Trump people, you know, I was the guy, 
you know, basically putting a turd in the punch bowl and nobody wanted to hear it. And it's just, you know, very frustrating, you know, always being, you know, a person that's being on the outside. And so having this platform over the past 17 years that I've been on Facebook, and that's correct, 17 years since I've been on Facebook, uh, since going back 2004, uh, you know, it's really just evolved into this echo chamber where nothing good is coming out of it. I mean, when I am posting, it's usually, you know, just seeing when I'm pissed off about something. And so it just creates this basically perception that, you know, I'm just some angry person that's always mad at what's going on when really, you know, that isn't the case. There is a lot of good things going on. There is a lot of hope for humanity, but we're going to have to go through some dark times before we end up getting to that hopeful side. And it's made been made a lot worse. I mean, I wish the past four years Trump could have made a, and this is not me Monday morning quarterbacking. This is anyone who's been watching for four years and listening for four years has seen me talking about this from before he even got in there saying that, you know, we needed to have a message of decentralization. He should immediately stop it, taking interviews with the mainstream media and start giving independent voices on independent platforms a voice, use the bully pulpit to excoriate the Federal Reserve, to talk about the real problems. And instead, you know, all the Trump people just wanted to go high fives. They wanted to start going in there and having Ivanka and and Jared Kushner measuring the drapes for, you know, when they get in there, then when Eric gets in there. And, you know, we've all seen the memes where it's like, you know, you're, you are here and, and this shows, you know, different people of the Trump family taking the reins eventually. And it's just, you know, very frustrating to have seen this. And there's very few of us out there that called a lot of things. And, you know, one of the guys that called a lot of things is right here with, with Josh Sigerson. And but, you know, there is there is, you know, light at the end of, you know, with all the darkness is that now we are, you know, with World Turner Media, one of the fastest growing bit shoot channels in the world and getting way more viewership now than when than we did during the past you know, year or two of, of YouTube. And I did see under Facebook and the people, this was November 16th, 2016, was the date that I basically got cut off from my Facebook page. And when they would only let like 0.001% of people see anything I had to put out there. And it wasn't about me. It wasn't about getting likes. It wasn't about like, oh, look at this. I can get famous. It's about trying to get information out there, trying to reach people. And it made it so we couldn't reach anybody. And it was just, you know, very frustrating that it wasn't about me. It was about actually trying to have some change, trying to you know, help change the world and not having a voice, you know, and shutting down people. And then now we're trying to fight fascism by letting the big tech oligarchs shut everybody down and act like absolute fascists in order to battle fascism. And that does not compute in how people, and I've got no time for people who can't see this. I mean, if people at this point are supporting this corrupt Biden regime, you can fuck off. I've got no, I, there's zero, like, I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you do business with me. I don't care. Like, I'm not trying to make any friends over here. I'm trying to find, you know, put out my truths and find my tribe of people that, and I'm not, not just saying like, I necessarily agree with me, but find the people that are on the same path and who are further down this road. And so if you are, you know, a brainwashed, uh, you know, leftist, fake left, I mean, it's not really actually leftist. I mean, what they're doing is, uh, you know, a, I mean, I'm probably more of a classical liberal than anything else. And so it's, you know, they've basically, they've taken that away. They're trying to retard the language, which means to basically, you know, prevent certain words from being used, uh, which, you know, and so not making fun of many challenged people, which, you know, I, I think most Democrats probably are. But there's nothing liberal about anything that Obama did. There's nothing liberal about what Joe Biden's going to do. There are all a bunch of cronies who sold out the country seven ways to Sunday. And I did think, you know, it was funny, some of the stuff Trump was saying. And I thought at least, you know, we can have a good laugh as we're, you know, going down, going down the toilet. But at this point, it's really, 
you know, being on this enemy platform is a waste of time. We are giving our attention, giving our money, giving our valuable, I mean, our attention is very valuable and data is the new oil. And now we are giving our, our largesse to these big tech companies that hate us. And so that's why I'm getting off today. I was on this platform probably before almost anybody else was that's going to be watching this. I mean, I, I doubt really anybody watching this will be who was on it before me, unless it was, unless you were going to Harvard or Yale or something like that. Uh, and so it's just very frustrating seeing this devolve from, you know, what it was in 2004 to what it is today and how people basically, even, even other libertarians are too fucking lazy to get off these platforms or too lazy to go to BitChute, too lazy to go to website, too lazy to go to library, too lazy to go to Odyssey, too lazy to join a podcast, too lazy to join an email list. And they just think that everything is going to be done for them. And that is, uh, you know, not the case. And so it's just, uh, you know, can anybody comment if you guys can even hear me? Cause I'm using a headset that I haven't even, I haven't tried out. And I don't know, can you, I don't know if Josh, if you could see if if there, if I'm not just talking to anybody. I, I I just downloaded the mess the Facebook app just so I could end up getting off of off of Facebook, which uh, you know might seem a little bit counterintuitive, but you know I downloaded it yeah, just. You're, you're good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So I just thank you for that. Yeah, so I downloaded the app just to basically you know tell everybody I'm getting off. And uh, all right, cool. Thank you, Gustavo, for letting me know that. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate that. But it is. Uh, it's a crazy time to be alive. And, you know, a lot of things people don't know about me. I mean, yeah, just over here, we got a picture with myself and Sheriff Joe, which is actually, you know, great for all the cop lovers out there because I'm actually more decorated than almost any of the police in my, in my county. I got this for risking my life to save an illegal alien. Uh, not a lot of people even know that story, but, you know, it is pretty crazy where, uh, you know, I was out swimming, practicing for an Ironman. So you guys see over here, you got all the different, you know, Ironman medals over here. But what, uh, yeah, what happened, there was a guy that was, you know, I'm just some big, evil, white racist over here. So, you know, I was, saw a guy who was, had just finished swimming two and a half miles, 112 degrees, August 12th, uh, 2014. As soon as I get done swimming, you get 112 degrees out, I'm just swimming two and a half miles. I see a guy kind of arms flailing, went out, uh, you know, at that point, figured that he was in some trouble, swam a little over a football field, got to him. As soon as he got to him, he went completely limp. And then I then went underneath him and did a breaststroke frog kick all the way back to shore, which is probably about 20 yards at that point. And then I did CPR for about, it was about 15 minutes and brought a guy back from the dead. And, you know, and for doing that, I ended up getting, you know, the award from Sheriff Joe. And, and at the time, I mean, the police were actually dicks to me at the time and the firefighters were cool, but they're like, you know, why would you even do that? And don't you know, you're not supposed to be swimming out here instead of like, oh, wow, you just brought a guy back from the dead. And and we were all two pussies to do that. And if we were there, we probably would have just sat there and done nothing. And there were people who, who were there and who did nothing, including one EMT that then wanted to Monday morning quarterback me, uh, you know, the entire time what I was doing. But, you know, I, I mean, and, and, and this is also crazy and divine intervention. And this is a part of the story that a lot of people don't know. But earlier that day, about four hours before, I was in a uh, business networking meeting. And I told the guy, yeah, I'm going out to swim uh, to go train for an Ironman right now. I'm going to go swim out at Lake Pleasant. He's like, hey, didn't somebody just die out at Lake Pleasant? And I'm like, yeah, last week, uh, a rescuer, somebody that, somebody was drowning, and then somebody went to go save the person. And then the person that was drowning actually uh, you know, ended up drowning the rescuer. And so the rescuer died. And he asked me, he's like, what would you do in that situation? And so I told him, you know, as a former lifeguard, what I would do in that situation. And the next thing I knew, four hours later, I was in that exact situation. It was just like the craziest story. I mean, the guy's name was Eric Weinstein, who was the guy who I was meeting with, who 
you know, who can vouch for that story. And the next thing I know, I'm out there uh, in that exact same situation, doing the exact same thing I said I was going to do. And then after, you know, and this is, you know, swam, swam two and a half miles, then went, swam 100 yards, then went and brought a lifeless guy back to shore with only kicking, not even using my arms, then did CPR for 15 minutes. And then I'm going walking. And then after, you know, the guy, he was still unconscious. And then they had, there was, you know, two helicopters came in, they, you know, took him off to the hospital and, you know, the whole nine yards. But yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, I guess wasn't really planning on telling that story, but, you know, we, you know, did have the Sheriff Joe Award, which, you know, and that's why I love when all these big tough guys and all these, you know, cop lovers want to tell me how tough they are and how, you know, the police are such heroes. Well, I'm actually a recognized hero and most of them aren't. And most of them have done things to kill people and I haven't, and I've only done things that have actually brought, and it was a legal alien too. So, I mean, who else has an award from Sheriff Joe for bringing an illegal alien back from the dead? Probably nobody. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, this is, I guess, a little behind the scenes, got a little green screen that I need to tighten up for the office. So we can see over here, we got, you know, a few computer monitors over there. We got Josh Sigerson of Wham working hard, getting a new bit shoot video about the inauguration coming out soon. Uh, I've got Yoshi down over here. Yep. Yoshi. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I've just a little, you know, got some of the, of the medals over here and each one of these has got, you know, sort of its own little story. Not going to get into that now. But uh, yeah, I mean, these are only the ones that have you know meaning to me. This is you know the first Ironman over here in uh, 2012. We've got Lake Placid over here, and then some of them are, aren't Ironman, but some of them are ones that you know like I placed uh, third at a pretty high-profile race. So I've got that those medals over here. Uh, this one was a smaller race, but I had you know the best showing I've ever had. So that's why I wanted to uh, you know just include this one, and, and I mean just give people perspective. I mean, people want to act like they're tough guys. I mean, I ran a 6.45 minute mile pace and I'm a much better swimmer and cyclist and runner. And I went to the 6.45 5K at the end after biking 23 miles an hour and being the second person overall out of the water. And that race, I was actually third overall. Uh, you know, the, the best finish I've ever had. Uh, you know, first marathon I ever did over here. So, you know, when you're taking a look at, you know, who you're going to trust when it comes to different, hey, Brian Johnson, how's it going, man? Uh, funny, I was just over here, you know, pointing out the uh, Vegas Marathon, uh, and you were you were there with me doing that. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's the last day on Facebook. Thought I would, you know, kind of go out with a bang. I was hoping to do this during the time of when the Chinese agent Joe Biden was getting sworn in, but I had a me another meeting going on, so wasn't able to do that. So, you know, sort of is what it is over here. And then over here, we've got a, uh, a free Ross, probably hard to see, little digital medallion. I ended up paying for that in Ethereum, so now that's like a fifteen hundred. So basically, I think I paid like two one point two Ethereum for that. So I don't know what the what Ethereum's trading at right now, but that's probably like a sixteen seventeen hundred dollar little memento right there. That uh, I was hoping that President Trump would do the right thing and that he'd have the balls to go free somebody. And I do know that President Trump had. Thank you for that, Brian. Yeah, I do know that he had Ross's name on his desk. He was on the list of people very good friends with Ross's mother, Lynn, and basically the Department of Justice had three separate people that they didn't want to pardon or commute, and Ross was one of those three people, and, you know, we had tried to, you know, get a hold of him through different means, and we, you know, we even got a hold of Mike Lindell in the, you know, waning days of this to try to get some support over there, but, you know, I really just wish a lot of people would have, you know, just listened, heeded these warnings. I mean, if Trump wanted to, to win, one of the things he could have done is not, not saying that, you know, him winning is any side effect of anything because, I mean, really, I mean, he won and we're less free. Uh, we've, 
you know, we're going back to 2016. Government has basically never been bigger in my lifetime. We've never been less free. We, you know, he had more debt in the span of four years. I mean, somebody commented on my Liberty Advisor Facebook page, like, oh, you're criticizing Trump. Well, well, look what Obama did to the deficit. And I'm like, are you fucking retarded? I mean, Obama raised the debt by what, eight or nine trillion dollars, maybe 10 trillion over eight years. And Trump basically did it over four years. I mean, and then that's the victory lap that you want to take over me if I'm some guy that doesn't know anything. So it's just, you know, people out there, you know, people get what they deserve. And this country is going to get what it deserves right now because people have been too dumbed down. They've been too brainwashed. I mean, this is very, very hardcore scientific things that they've been doing in terms of the, you know, indoctrination. I mean, the entire public school system. You've got people like Charlotte Israby, who wrote a book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, where she was assistant secretary of education. Uh, her dad and and uh, husband were both skull and bones at Yale. She was she knew the inside track and it was all a, a Pavlovian uh, Prussian model to basically turn students into good little workers, good little slaves to be obedient, to not question anything. And then the whole school school system is then designed to then drain you of your creativity and just basically turn you into a little automaton slave. And then what people do is they then look around to others and see what other people are thinking and they don't want to be, you know, because it, it's hard being one of the guys out there taking the arrows. I mean, it's not super easy, you know, being in a position like Josh and I, where, you know, we're always out there on the cutting edge of different things. And, you know, it's the people who are out there first, who are the ones who are getting the arrows, who are, you know, it's not super fun, you know, being in a position where, you know, basically we're, you know, raining on everybody's parade and trying to tell them, hey, you shouldn't listen to QAnon. And then seeing all these QAnon influencers getting, you know, 20, 50 times the size of us and getting all this influence because they're telling people what they want to hear. Well, I'm not telling people what they want to hear. Josh isn't telling people what they want to hear. We're telling people what they need to hear. And if you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix the problem. And now you got people who are like, oh, let's go over to Parler. When Parler is owned by uh, you know, part of it's owned by the Mercer family who owns Cambridge Analytica, the biggest data, you know, mining scandal, you know, there, there basically has ever been. And so, oh, let's go trust these people. And oh, yeah, by the way, if you want to, uh, you know, be their version of a blue check mark, you've got to go and give up your driver's license. Like if you're that fucking stupid to give up your driver's license, I'm actually glad that you got hacked because obviously, and yeah, everyone on Parler got hacked in terms of I mean, it was probably an inside job. I mean, if, if I had to, I mean, I don't have any proof on that, but if I had to take a guess, it was probably somebody who had some sort of administrative access that was able to do that, uh, you know, maybe even at like the AWS type level. And in the future, we need to start building things on decentralized platforms that can't be taken down. And so, you know, you're seeing this everywhere out there in different media where they're trying to say, oh, look at all these terrorists, you know, they're, they're using a terrorist, aka, you know, anyone telling truth. They're going to have a Patriot Act 2.0. They're going to label anyone that's not a communist, an absolute, you know, terrorist or thought criminal. And they're saying, oh, they're going to the to the deep corners of the Internet. Oh, they're going to Telegram and you can go on Telegram and and all of a sudden you're going to be recruited for ISIS. And you start seeing all this bullshit and you start seeing. Oh, and then so you know, it wouldn't be surprised if they come after Telegram very soon. They're already coming after BitChute. They're, you know, they're coming, they're coming for everybody. They're coming from everybody in every single place. And it's not a Republican issue. It's not a Democratic issue. It's an issue about freedom. And what they're going to eventually do is they're going to make it so that way the, the information's immutable and it can't be erased and it can't be taken down. And they're going to wish that they didn't fuck with us to begin with because 
the systems of the future. And we're not there yet. I mean, there are things, but you know, they're in its infancy and people don't do things until they absolutely have to, which is why, you know, BitChute, you know, what, what was it, Josh? They went up like 50% in viewership. In like the, week. yeah. in one, in one uh, week, 50%, 100% in viewership in one week. Yeah. So yeah, we were in uh, I didn't, I don't know if they could hear you on that yeah. one. So they went up 100% in one week. So they doubled their viewership in one week. Um, but again, Tim, it, we're always going to be hated by people because we are not brainwashed slaves. We're basically yelling at a bunch of zombies uh, running into the, uh, over the edge of the cliff. And we're saying, hey, that's a cliff. And they say, no, there's no such thing as gravity. Trust us. When we get to the bottom, we'll have salvation. And, you know, the thing is that no matter what happens, uh, we're going to be against the Democrats. So half the country uh, is going to hate us. We're going to be against the Republicans. So half the country is going to hate us. Um, the fact of the matter is we're just being consistent and other people are being consistent. They are looking desperately for comfort, for their social circles to accept them, for this light in the sky to save them from the same thing that that so-called light in the sky, which is really just a demonic hell uh, that's come from the middle of the earth, has um, put onto them. They are just looking for some kind of salvation and they forget and they don't want to understand that the salvation comes from themselves and not the government. And no matter what they do uh, regarding politics, it will always be a fail and it will always mislead them and it will always disappoint them. And they'll always keep saying by every election, we want change, we want change, we want change. And that change that they're looking for is within, it isn't within government. Otherwise, it, we have, wouldn't be seeing the same change campaigns going back to ancient Greece where everyone's begging for change. The change is within, and that's where the market comes in, and that's where um, evolution is better than revolution, which is why we should go to Float.app, which is why we should go to BitChute, which is why we should go to Library, and why we should support these guys, because they're getting financially attacked, they're getting hacked, they're getting taken down, they're being overloaded due to demand, and people keep complaining about how slow they, these sites are. Well, donate $1, donate $5 to them, donate $10. If you want things to work, you have to put your money where, where your mouth is or else, um, honestly, you're part of the problem. Yeah, no, well said. And it doesn't take, you know, it's not like one person needs to go donate. I mean, everyone's looking to, oh, why doesn't Elon Musk go and give out, you know, a billion dollars to go fix this or fix that? I mean, a lot of us, if we just gave a dollar here, a dollar there, you have 80 million people on BitChute who give a dollar and boom, fuck YouTube. We don't need them anymore. And so it's... And everyone can do that. Every single person can donate $1. I don't care how poor you are. I've been insanely, insanely poor in my life and I could still give $1. $1, my friends. That's all it takes. I'm not asking for myself. I'm asking for BitChute, for Float, for for things like Library slash Odyssey. Like $1. What what's it like? If what are you gonna spend that dollar on otherwise? Uh, you're gonna get fries with that? Like what? Seriously, it's one dollar. You can spend it, and um, instead of uh, spending an extra dollar at dinner tonight, spend a dollar less. It's it really isn't that difficult. Anyway, it it, it does frustrate me because we do have the ability to change this system, but far too many are waiting for someone else to do it for them. And while these people are working hard day and night to, um, you know, uh, prop up and, and build BitChute, Library, Slash Odyssey, and Float.app, it takes you, the people, evolving towards those platforms. Um, and even if you're, and even if you're a liberal, I mean, and you want green energy and you want solar power and you want all this other stuff, then what, what is preventing you from going and doing it yourself? I mean, what they want is to make everyone a renter instead of, you know, having, you know, everyone having solar on their own homes and, you know, in a place like Arizona here, you know, it might make sense. But 
what they want to do is they want to have like some big centrally controlled place, you know, a hundred miles away that collects all of it. And then it loses, uh, and then it loses, you know, a lot of the trend, you know, probably like 30, 40% of the transmission to, by the time it gets to your house. And then once it gets into your house, it's going to lose more transmission. And they want to just create everybody a renter and they want everyone to do someone else to be the one that does the heavy lifting. If you want a cleaner world, why don't you go out and live a sustainable life? Why don't you go out and go get solar power yourself? But a lot of times, you know, these same people, I mean, look at the most fucked up places when it comes to pollution. It's probably uh, California and California, you know, wants to then dictate to everybody else when, when they've got like the most amount of homelessness, the most amount of people crapping on sidewalks, probably the most amount of pollution of any other state. And yet they want to be the model that we all run off of and that people want to increase the size of government when the government is the biggest polluter in the history of mankind. And these same people want to, you know, increase the military when the military is the biggest polluter in mankind. And yet none of this makes any sense, but be the change that you want to make. And then I, and I, well, I want to add to that in a second, Tim. I just want to point out that in nine minutes, the, our latest video hit 4,200 views on BitChute. This is already more than what we would have gotten in a week on YouTube. The alternative platforms are far greater than YouTube. I don't get why anyone even posts. Yeah, so let's just, so like, just see right here. Literally, so this was this was nine minutes ago. I posted it. It's at forty two hundred and two views already. I mean, and that's out of sixteen thousand three hundred twenty two subscribers. And um, just to clarify, with one hundred fifty five thousand subscribers on YouTube, I was getting two thousand or three thousand views if I'm lucky after a week on a video. So, yeah, the success is. The proof is in the pudding, my friends. And I do want to point out um, that uh, people, you're talking about like environmentalism and everything. People like Thomas Massey, who we've interviewed, Thomas Massey actually um, took a Tesla battery. And by the way, this costs a lot less than paying your electricity bill every month over time. He got a, a Tesla battery and powered his home on the Tesla battery. And everyone's like, oh, you anti, um, or you global warming denier, blah, 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 blah. It's like he's doing more than almost anyone. <laughs> Though, of course, yeah, you're getting um, the lithium and you're getting all that, the pollution that comes with that. But just having one Tesla battery um, powering your house is going to obviously have less emissions than using a bunch of electricity that um, comes from another place. Um, that's usually, um, they use coal, they use lithium, they use all this stuff anyway. And on top of that, you're paying way less money and you're being the change you wish to see in the world. But of course, uh, it's easier to yell and, and be a rabid fool than to actually take things upon yourself and be the change you wish to see, which unfortunately we've seen in the last year. Oh, well, I'll just wear the mask. I'll take the vaccine because if I don't, it'll be inconvenient. Well, yeah, life is inconvenient sometimes. And that's a whole nother, that brings us to a whole nother thing about these masks and what really pissed me off. I mean, the first time I ever wore, the first time I bought masks was 2014 for the express purpose of a global pandemic. And so now I've got people who the first time they bought one was like March or April, then want to lecture me. And I actually wore one February 19th and had the TSA just, you know, was, and actually I wore it on video too. So I wore a mask in the airport February 19th. And then at the time, you know, we're seeing these reports out of China and people just dropping dead. China. And I was really, you know, I was sort of worried. I'm like, man, like I'm really not hearing anything uh, about this, you know, if, unless I'm going out out of my way to go and find this. And, you know, Josh was, we, we watched a video yesterday and it was crazy. So can you, do you have that video? Uh, maybe you can pull up and show people where, where you video? can find it. You, he had a video they did. It was like January 22nd where he was calling everything oh, out with the coronavirus. And it was, it was 
it, in terms of accuracy, it's pretty much like, the, and this was January 22nd of last year, and he called everything out like down to a T. So he's trying to find it right now in Odyssey. I got it right which, here. Which, uh, okay, and what's the, what's the title of that? It's called Contagion. Coronavirus is spreading. Is this a new plague or another overreaction? And um, it's from January 22nd, 2020, if this video loads. Um, again, these sites are overpowered with um, too many people going to it at the same time. And the older the video is, like how some of these other platforms like Odyssey and BitChute work, then you're not, if it's an older video, then basically there aren't as many servers it's gonna be on, go. so it's gonna take longer for it to upload. Well, listen to what I say here on January 22nd, 2020. Hey everybody, Josh Searson, a world alternative media here, and run for your lives. The government has manufactured a new disease. Uh, wait, sorry, I mean, a perfectly naturally spreading disease has reached the United States from China. Sorry for that intro there, I totally got that wrong, obviously. Um, as this CNBC article says, CDC confirms first U.S. case of coronavirus that has killed six in China. I'm sure this is gonna be the next big thing that kills everyone and everyone needs to be subservient to the government, get their vaccines, and of course, um, go into you know uh, camps and quarantines, and you know, that's the end goal at the end of the day for all of these uh, outbreaks that happen. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that was January, that was January uh, 22nd, so I mean, 2020, of, uh, yeah. tw of 2020, when that was said. Uh, Don't say I didn't warn you. We've got Cordy. Hey, what's up? Uh, went into the post office without a mask. No one said a word to me. Yeah, good, good for you. And that's what we need more of. I mean, I'm at over six months now of not touching a mask. And the first time, I, and the thing is, I already own masks going into this. And I end up giving most of those away to my grandparents. Already owned a hazmat suit going into this. Already owned fucking gas masks going into this. Already had storable food. Bought a bidet in January thinking that they might have a run on toilet paper. And so it's just so crazy to just be so far ahead of people. And then, you know, then I went through the airport in July not wearing a mask after having previously worn one in February. So I'm probably the first person to have worn one and not worn one, but there's so many layers of this fraud. You've got the fraud of the PCR test, the creator of, and this, there's no notes here, the creator of the PCR test who happened to die, what was it, in either August or September, right before the coronavirus, I think it was August, Kerry Mullis. Kerry Mullis hated Fauci, you know, was basically calling him just, you know, some administrator who's just out of touch and, you know, pretty much like a vaccine salesman. And Fauci has became the um, diplomat to run the World Health Organization at the United States, um, in the United States. I didn't know uh, that. And so. it, was, it was just announced today by Biden, so. Awesome. Great. So, yeah, yeah awesome, <laughs> awesome with that. And so... And by, by the way, Fauci was involved in Operation Dark Winter back in 2001 where he was caught openly alongside the Johns Hopkins Institute spreading um, anthrax into the population on purpose. And it was investigated, and then it turned out that the FBI and the CIA were both guilty of corruption for covering up this move, which was a false flag which has been exposed since. He was also involved in Operation, or in, uh, in Crimson Contagion, and of course Johns Hopkins, alongside Bill Gates, his funder, was involved in uh, Event 201, which ended in October 2019 at the same time as Fauci finished his role um, at uh, getting millions, $7.4 million in grants uh, total from the U.S. government to study coronavirus and bats at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And it was a gain-of-function study to spread to humans. That ends in October 2019 at the same time as Event 201 finishes. And While they're going to have coronavirus plush toys at Event 201. And, and, and one month later, what happens? Well, uh, Bill Gates is competing for the contact tracing app patent. And one month after that, zero in December... Six, zero six, zero no, six. that was that was December 2019 where Bill Gates was um, trying to patent a vaccine tattoo to be able to tell where uh, who got vaccinated in children it was basically a barcode that was implantable 
and that was in December of 2019. And then invisible in tattoos that have, uh, you know, with infrared light that you can see, they also was going to be like a cryptocurrency that gets like put underneath you that then when, when you're walking around and stuff mm -hmm. would then gamify things to them. It wasn't actually cryptographic, but they call it a cryptocurrency to um, run on the whole trend of uh, Bitcoin. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you can't make this stuff up, my friends. And it was all publicly displayed and out there in the beginning of 2020. And then everyone just forgot about it and went along with the plan. And then getting into the PCR test of how that is, they have something called a cycle threshold. So it's like, imagine like right now I'm talking at this level and I mean, it's, it's I mean, basically you've got like a magnification. So let's say, you know, you're looking through a telescope and all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know, is that a big planet in the sky? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really see it with the naked eye, but then you start amplifying it maybe 20 times and you can see, yeah, maybe it's a big planet. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not an astronomer. But then if you start amplifying it 50 times, 45 times, now it might look like a gigantic planet inside the telescope. And that's what they're doing. And so they're, they're using this this cycle threshold to, to jack it up 45 times. Even Fauci said it's useless after 35 times. The creator of the PCR test, Kerry Mullis, said that the, that test is not even designed to detecting viruses, and he was a Nobel laureate. So you have people who are saying, oh, we need to trust the science, science, when the main guy who fucking invented it said it's not even for that, and that Fauci is a fraud, and then that guy happens to die right before this whole thing kicks off. And then you get you know other people like Brandy Vaughn, who is a big-time Merck whistleblower who I was supposed to interview, who then, she then ends up passing away two days before Vioxx comes online. And we're just, oh, yeah, all these, you know, we're just a big conspiracy theorist over here. But this is now a case demic where they're just trying to get these different cases. And when you were going into, I think, in one of your videos or on a phone call, I overheard where it was... Uh, it was something along the lines of they had they'd gone, you know, I think it was through Corbett last night where we would, they would actually, they went through some of the positive 100 PCR tests. 100% of the, uh, so far, of the of the um, positive uh, coronavirus PCR tests that were actually studied under a microscope, not just cycled, but studied under a microscope, came up positive for not COVID, but influenza. 100% of them. 100 fucking percent of them. Keep that in mind because... By actual uh, World Health Organization regulations, as well as U.S. law, they now have to call the pandemic, one, an epidemic, and second, they have to call it an influenza epidemic, which we get every year. And guess what? Every single year, we have a similar amount of deaths. The problem is now they've also included pneumonia deaths into, into the mix, cancer deaths into the mix, so it's slightly higher. And they say more right. people died in the last year. Great, now they call it PIC, so it's like my, the beginning initials to my last name. I'm like, great. And then the trust of plan, it was also my fucking initials, so I can't, can't ever escape this stuff. And then he decided to make... Uh, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, my fucking birthday. So like, these, like all these globalists are just like surrounding me. I'm like, great, making a PIC. By the way, um, this is uh, breaking news. The Communist Party of China has just banned Bannon, uh, Navarro, um, Pompeo, and Trump from ever en entering the country. So there's that. I, I don't think they want to go there because they'll probably end up dead. Right. That, that that's actually that's part of the plan. That was that was actually part of the plan. And then now people think, oh, Mike Pompeo is the heir to the MAGA. To the MAGA throne. I mean, if people were CIA thinking, guy yeah. who is a former congressman who called for Julian Assange to be executed and for the bombing of Iran and Syria, like, yeah, that's a guy. I mean, probably because honestly, people are so fucking stupid that they'll probably fall for that in a few years.
Yeah, they absolutely will fall for it. I mean, all the trust the plan people. And again, I, I, I do have some sympathy for the people who are newer into this stuff, but for the people who were on this, you know, who should have known better. And if you're a Q influencer and all of a sudden you uh, think it might be bullshit and you tell everybody it's bullshit, you're going to lose all your following. So you're not going to do that because people don't have the same conviction that I have. They don't have the same conviction that Josh has. And people are willing to sell out for fame. They're willing to sell out for fortune. And that's why, you know, Josh and I are two people that aren't willing to sell out. But know? it all works out in the end, my friends. Not selling out eventually, first of all, you could sleep at night. Second of all, you will gain respect from people long term that you wouldn't have otherwise. And uh, a good example is, and I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at the stupid comments on BitChute. Some of the worst yeah, comments. Yeah, the comments are seriously so yeah. bad. But. I got taken out by YouTube, and so far in the in the last 20 minutes, a video I just posted already has a 7,600 views, and that's on a site where I have 16,300 subscribers versus 155,000 subscribers on YouTube, where I'd get 2,000 views on a video uh, after I got shadow banned. Which, by the way, I got shadow banned for doing a video with David Ike attacking QAnon, and they completely destroyed my viewership by 90 to 95 percent bankrupted me because I was against QAnon while promoting QAnon videos in the in a, uh, subscriber um, panel and in the suggested video panel. So YouTube was propping up QAnon until suddenly they're like, oh, they're bad, and they took them down because they lost their efficiency at actually keeping people sitting on their hands. Because eventually, they, the time ran out. Okay, it was election day. No longer necessary to have um, QAnon distracting people because uh, we don't need them anymore. So they threw them under the bus. But... They propped them up for months where I saw channels that I was um, also, you know, I've worked with, in, in fact, on, on YouTube, which I won't name, that um, went from 20,000 subscribers when I had 100,000 subscribers to 950,000 subscribers where I had 155,000 subscribers before getting taken down because they slow killed me while propping them up and then taking them down. Yeah, and then and now they got millions of dollars from talking about Q. So there's that. And then and then on Facebook, I mean, I had a page that went from zero to 30,000 within two months. And then four years later, I'm at less people today than I was four years ago. And they made it so that way I had negative I had negative numbers of people liking me for four years after the election. It was November 16th, 2016. I had a something called, it was a, you can go back to my Liberty Advisor page. It's actually like crazy. I called it a fake news list. At the top of it, it was called fake news list. The only thing it was called was fake fucking news list. Actually, no, it was called fake news list. I threw in the last F-bomb there. And I had a list of fake news organizations like Snow, Smother Jones, Vox. I even wrote most of Fox News so I could try to reach out to some of the, you know, the right-wing crowd because I didn't want to offend them by saying all fake news, or all of Fox was fake news. But I think at this point, you know, everyone realizes that now. Listed one person by name. Again, this is November 16th, 2016. One person by name. The one person by name was Paul Krugman. Paul Krugman then won Trump's award for most fake news a year and a half later. So, I mean, you can make the argument that I'm Q. I mean, if you wanted to do that, I mean, in terms of like the crazy stuff of saying that Trump would win, they'd blame it on the Russians when he does win. And then as early as uh, March of 2017, as soon as he bombed Syria, saying that, listen, uh, this guy is, you know, completely doesn't understand things. He's going to lose the election. And I doubled down on that like a hundred times always said that he was going to lose in 2020 and everyone just kind of wanted to start, you know, measuring the drapes for the, for the next administration, the next, you know, Eric Trump or Ivanka, Ivanka Trump or Jared Kushner or whoever it's going to be by then to, uh, you know, take over the helm. And so it was absolutely, you know, infuriating to basically then see 
all these MAGA people then just, you know, pounding their chest and, you know, running around talking, thinking that they've won everything when, yeah, I mean, Trump relative to Hillary was a million times better. I owned a first generation Hillary for prison shirt that I bought before that was even like a popular thing to do and wore it on 12 different flights in 2016 wore a Trump shirt the day my daughter was born four years ago tomorrow on Trump's first full day in office. And then now I've got people telling me that I'm a libtard because I don't like the fact that Trump raised the debt more uh, than Obama did in four years than he did, than Obama did in eight years. Right, right about, I mean, we'll get the final numbers, but it's going to be very, very close. Either way, whether it's close or whether it happened, that's irrelevant, is that we are less free today. We're in a spot where I wish he could have used the boy pulpit to talk about other alternative media sites. I wish he could use the boy pulpit, but you know he was you know riding high on Twitter and had his 88 million people and thinking, oh, it could never happen to me, and oh, I'm getting real tough talks with Jack Dorsey. And I was saying this at the time: fuck your tough talks with Jack Dorsey. You aren't doing shit. You know, you obviously, you know, you're around a bunch of other people that don't fucking get it because you don't understand that you some of the people that helped bring you to the dance. Not that I was. I mean, I did, you know, depending on the metric, over 10% of what the Russians did by myself as a nobody two months before the election to help you out. And, you know, what happened to me? I mean, I had, you know, the broker dealer I was working for, it wasn't just a Bitcoin thing, but they told me I had to stop talking about, you know, getting all political and doing all this stuff. And I wasn't willing to do that. So, I mean, I lost at the time a six-figure residual income, built it back up again. Uh, you know, what doesn't kill you it makes you stronger, you know, decided to do... Uh, going, having a virtual practice and using Zoom exclusively. Going back to 2015, I was using Zoom and then almost doing all Zoom meetings for the past yeah. couple of years. And so just being so fucking far ahead of everybody, it's just so frustrating to then seeing other people that don't know anything, that think they know what the problem is, who then don't know what the problem is. And then they're like, who then think they know what the answer is. Oh, just go over to Parler. Oh yeah, like and build it on AWS cloud servers and let's take everybody's IDs in order to be checkmarked on there. And then let's have the company that's behind oh, Cambridge Analytica responsible for it. I mean, it's like, that is not the answer. You people clearly are not smart enough to understand the full grasp of what's going on. And so now we're gonna have this dark period of time where people are not gonna be able to get information out. Everything's gonna be segmented. You know, at all of, you know, anyone that's not a communist is going to be basically in these different you know fractions of the internet. That's why if you want to find me, you can go to the libertyadvisorshow.com, sign up for my email list. If you've got, you know, I'm probably eventually maybe create a telegram channel, but you can go to the libertyadvisorshow.com, sign up for the email list. If you want to sign up for a text email alert, the number you want to text, the number is 71441. Text Liberty Advisor, one word, that's a A-D-V-I-S-O-R, Advisor, O-R, not E-R, uh, one word, no spaces, and then, then that will go on my emergency text list, which I have not even been using at all because, uh, you know, I basically, I don't want to bug people, I don't want to harass people, I'm not out here to try to get famous, but there is information that people need to learn, and at this point, the information that people need, need to learn is that we have to be building on platforms that can't be taken down in the future, which is why as soon as the 2016 election ended, I realized, and as soon as I got shadow banned, I tried realizing what are, what are some ways around this, and that's when I started discovering how blockchain could actually be an end run around all the censorship. It's not only just you know trading fake money back and forth, there's stock exchanges that could be built on it in the future, there's these decentralized financial applications where even if they ban Bitcoin, they can have a decentralized exchange that could then go and basically, you know, using smart contracts, you know, exchange 
Bitcoin or exchange Ethereum or exchange other tokens from one thing to another where nobody is involved, no one's in charge, there's no door to kick down. And when that happens, the whole system's gonna be fucked and they're really gonna wish they didn't mess with us to begin with. It's not, I'm not a coder, I'm not the one doing this stuff, but you know, we, but it's advocating for freedom, it's advocating for the right principles. It's trying to get to a world where our kids are not gonna be absolute slaves. And so people that think, oh, you know, all I needed to get is this vaccine and I'm gonna be fine. Well, it's not even a vaccine. It's, it's a drug that is basically trying to create you know, different proteins in your body to then mimic the response of what, I mean, it, it is absolutely messed up. And then people are like, oh, well, what do you say to all the people in the ICUs? I'm saying, well, you should have listened to me a year ago and shouldn't have stayed inside for an entire fucking year, devoiding your system of vitamin D. That's what you shouldn't have been doing. You should have been going outside, getting a tan, supplementing the vitamin D if you live in an area where you can't do so. Like even like a Phoenix, in the summertime, people think, oh, well, it's hot, so you must get a lot of vitamin D. Well, I do, but the average person doesn't because they're inside, they're not getting you know, the, you know, the sunshine that they need to be getting, they're wearing their own recycle, recycled air, and then they're not, like they're using, like they, they wanna act like everything happens in a vacuum. Like, oh, let's just go take our mask and that is going to help save lives. So, well, guess what? The masks are not meant to be in a spot where you're using them for three months on end. You're taking it, you're crumpling it up, you're putting it in your pocket, you're throwing it on the table, you're, it's in your car. And then you're getting bacterial infections and that's one of the number one causes of death among younger people. So when they, whenever they say, oh, a 40-year-old died from coronavirus, no, they died from a bacterial infection they got from the mask, which is why there's an increase in people dying this year, which a lot of people aren't talking about because most of them are respiratory infections and they are getting tested positive with their infection as a virus because viruses and bacteria are very 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 similar um, and when you're just using a PCR test you're not distinguishing between a virus and uh, a bacterial um, organism because viruses are basically just dead bacterial or, or organisms are basically um, exosomes to an extent so they're dead they're 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 zombified um, bacteria and so they're showing up on PCR tests as COVID and so no one gets antibiotics, no one gets anything that would kill bacteria. Instead, they're in a hospital on ventilators and then they die. Or Which they just don't take care of it, so then it spreads to both lungs and then it turns into septic and then they die. And then they get marked as a COVID death. So there's that. Also, I mean, if we're talking about health, at the beginning of the year when I was talking about vitamin C, my videos were getting taken down because you're not allowed to talk about vitamin C, which is the most basic, most obvious form of immunity that you could possibly find. Vitamin C saves lives. When I got tested positive for COVID, which I believe was the original bioweapon, which my tongue got pins and needles and I couldn't taste it, I still can't really smell anything today, um, I took 25,000 milligrams of vitamin C and it killed it off in a second. I mean, seriously, I went from fever to just sweating to being okay. And I had a res residual cough for about a week or so, and that was it. But now what they're actually testing you positive for isn't even COVID anymore, the bioweapon, because it failed to spread. And now they're saying mutated virus, which is 70% more contagious, which makes it 70% less deadly. That The more contagious a virus is, the less deadly it is. And now they're testing everyone positive for that, even though they've never actually isolated that one. And Yeah, and if you actually... If there actually was a deadly pandemic going on, like your fucking bullshit mask isn't gonna do anything. You, you you would need something like this. I mean, especially people that. I mean, I could see that you know the case for maybe N95s if you're getting a new one like every 30 minutes or something. But you know, even the proper protocols, you don't just go and take your mask and if there's a deadly pandemic going on and then going and you know throwing it down on the table and then you know being all haphazard about it. Oh, no, I've walked five feet, so I guess the virus can't get me. I mean, it's just so fucking stupid. I mean, you have to have like whole like different clean rooms, there's whole procedures on how to take off hazmat suits, there's whole, I mean, it's, 
it's so crazy, like knowing all this information for years and then having people like some, you know, 17 year old at the grocery store trying to, you know, give me some snarky look when it's just like, you know, I've already forgotten more about this than you're ever going to fucking know. So why don't you shut the fuck up? Because it's just, I think at this point, like I am done being nice to people. I'm, it's like, but you know, there's only so many arguments you can have in a day. I'm not trying to wake up anybody, you know, when I'm out there because, you know, my time is valuable and, you know, listen, there's no 90 seconds, uh, little snippet that's going to, you know, basically impart, you know, years and years of wisdom onto all this stuff. I mean, we've interviewed people like Dr. Andrew Kaufman who helped expose, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff that's going on. And now he's, you know, pretty much banned from the internet. Dr. Judy Mikovits, who, you know, we're looking to get on soon. And, uh, you know, I first interviewed March 31st before Plandemic even came out. Before it even came out. And then there's other people, big time influencers who are out there, uh, you know, in the space who wouldn't allow me to air that interview and telling me that I was going to, you know, start killing old people and I couldn't go out and play tennis. And then I've got, I've had old people out in the tennis court <coughs> yeah, trying to get in my face saying that, uh, oh, I heard you bragging about not wearing a mask and I bet you're a Trump supporter, aren't you? I'm like, well, I'm not a Trump supporter. So, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, sure you're not. And then it turned into like a whole big thing. And I was like, but see, actually, that's a collectivist paradigm, uh, Tim, because. When I look at, for example, the video I just posted, which, by the way, is at 10,329 views now after about 30-something minutes. The one you um, just posted when I started this video? It's yeah. It's already at 10,000 views? Well, like halfway through this video, I posted it, and it's already at 10,329 views. That's like but, more than we were like ever getting on the past year of, of But, YouTube. like, look at the comments on this. Um, who does this thing, guy think he is? Did you overdose on soy milk? You're upset that he didn't pardon your hero? Get over yourself, pal. Like, these are the uh, tyrant apologists that are the same reason why Biden's in. This guy says, soy boy. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I don't like the fact that Trump is bombing little kids and is in lawsuits with Epstein at the same time as Biden's sniffing kids and his sons raping children that are the same age as a girl who's reciting poetry at his inauguration as Hollywood celebrities cheer it on. Yeah, you're both wrong. You're both wrong. If you support Trump and if you support Biden, you're both fucking wrong. You're both part of the problem. This is why we can't have nice things because we constantly look to politics to save us from politics. I like... And now people are like, oh, like, Trump's going to make a Patriot Party. Oh, that's what we need, another fucking political party. That's exactly what we need. Like, look at this comment. You are the biggest dumbass ever. In order to have the mass takedown arrest, the crooks must be seated first. You implicate still? all in the coup. Fuck you. This guy still? is still a QAnon. His name is Maggot Vomit. Great name, very intelligent. Um, and, I mean, he already... Uh, commented on on this previously. He says, uh, "Noise is all he is. He never said shit. He's nothing but a fence riding uh, Timmy tool, a huge pussy." In order to have the mass takedown arrest, the crooks <laughs> must be seated first. Like these people are insane. And then he just calls Assange a pedophile without any evidence. This guy says, "Dude, fuck off. Put your ego in check. You're not helping anyone." Like, th yeah, because I'm calling out both sides as being wrong. I have an ego problem. Meanwhile, they're waiting for Big Daddy um, to come and save them and pat them on the back and give them a little bath and do all sorts of other things that I'm not going to say on video. I mean, this guy says, take a chill pill, dude. Take a chill pill. We're watching the biggest tyrannical overtaking in modern history. I'm going to take a chill pill. The people taking a chill pill are the fucking problem. They're the fucking problem. And I have no tolerance for those people. This guy says, and his name is Ruby Jean on BitChute. He says, I trust Trump. I used to trust your channel. Not anymore. Blah, 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 blah. I, I do agree the government is the enemy. Taxes are theft. I still have hope. Maybe I am delusional. Yeah, you're delusional, yeah, you dude. Are. Uh, I, so I just wrote back, you still Trump, trust Trump after he's releasing Blackwater terrorists and his friends while selling out to the CIA and not releasing Assange or Ross? Absurd. 
You just don't like the discomfort of being wrong. I call this the day he went down the escalator and people still trusting politics are delusional. People are yeah, I was watching that live because my, my uh, first daughter had just been born a month before uh, that that whole uh, she was born in May and I think he walked down the escalator in, in June and I was having her in my arms and saw like on you know it's flipping through the news channels and saw him live going down there and was thinking at the time like you know, this is a guy that should be taken seriously because he's got the exact game plan to beat these people which is talking shit and pointing out all the corrupt stuff Hillary is doing you don't play nice with Hillary you don't act like you know uh, you know, Jeb Bush or something else. And you, you've got to, you know, go right at the juggler and treat these people like the scum that they are. And I knew that between him and Rand Paul were the only people that had a chance at maybe beating Hillary. But it wasn't about beating Hillary. It was about, you know, okay, there, these are two guys that I think were the only two that at the time weren't necessarily globalists, weren't necessarily tied to Goldman Sachs, weren't, you know, had a chance at maybe doing something with the Fed. But, you know, I knew as soon as he got in there and appointed Jerome Powell at the Fed and Gary Cohn as his economic advisor, the whole fucking thing was, you know, at that point, point uh you know uh, just a charade and then the other frustrating part at least with josh and i is that we can call this stuff and then we never get any credit for being right we just you know all the QAnon people are just you know pissed off at us and you know thinking we're you know libtards or something and then all the you know uh you know republican you know gop establishment say just didn't like us to begin with and then everyone on the left you know doesn't like us i mean maybe they did when we we're you know pointing out stuff that you know that the orange man did that that was bad which you know why are they allowed to call him the orange man i'm from syracuse and our team used to be called the orange men and that's our team but the basketball team and football team was the orange men and now they had to change it to orange because orange men is racist uh and you know i've got pretty orange skin if i you know but you know out in general so i mean can i be racist on that and so it's just why why are they allowed to do it and then and actually it's funny because that's syracuse orange man and joe biden is a syracuse graduate and you know where he was almost kicked out of school uh for plagiarizing on several occasions i think it was at least three occasions you know was caught plagiarizing in 88 when he ran for president and, and ripped off someone's speech from uh in, in the uk one of their uh you know crime ministers over there that was running and the guy is just you know constantly just been you know the the croniest just absolute biggest piece of piece of, of dog shit there possibly can be and yet he is the liberal answer to all this i mean give me a break it was all staged when you had everyone you know stepping down at the same time during right before the uh south carolina primary except for elizabeth warren so that way she would then split the vote this was all scripted to put their puppet in power watch the video that josh and i did yesterday on world alternative media's BitChute channel or maybe it was like two days ago but it was released yesterday about yeah. the upcoming civil war and it's it's just so and, and these people are so 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 stupid if they still are trusting the plan like i got one comment on my video today about both biden and trump being terrible and biden and trump just setting up people for the divide so that biden can come in and and uh, take over it with more power this guy just writes your weakness is showing my weakness my weakness for you know just being consistent and saying the same thing since 2006 when I was 12, by the way, I mean, if I could figure that out when I was 12, these 60-year-olds that just figured things out two years ago. I will say, your here. knowledge and breadth and depth of everything really does amaze me, uh, just even if you're like 45, but being 26, it's still... I, I was, well, I was 12 when I, when I figured this stuff out, when I found Ron Paul, but <clears throat> this guy says, your weakness is showing. I said, my weakness? You mean being right and consistent? Yeah. If I was weak, I'd fall for the crowd of Trump and Biden distracted by organized crime slash politics. And this other guy writes... Get lost, you piece of shit, to me. 
So I'm just like, you're on my channel. <laughs> See ya. Trusting, uh, enjoy trusting the plan when Trump and Clinton were raping kids together with Epstein. Enjoy. I've been saying this since day one. I was talking about Epstein in 2007 when no one knew who he was and everyone called me crazy until he came out and it came out big time in about 2016 uh, to 2019. And then I called one week before he was hung in prison that they were going to kill him in a hanging or a shooting or a stabbing of some kind in prison. One week later, oh, Epstein still didn't kill himself, but he apparently died, quote-unquote, or he's on an island in Israel, who, or off of Israel or something, I don't know, something like that. But nonetheless, I'm right about all this stuff. These people that were sucking Obama's dick a few years ago are, like, suddenly on the Trump train, and they say, think they know everything. And Michael and, Obama's. And, yeah, and, and they're like, seriously, it's so ridiculous. They, they literally figured things out yesterday, and they're going to talk down to me when I've been calling this since 2006. I don't like to be a conceited bitch about this and go, oh, I was right. But I'm just trying to explain to these people who are attacking me and in some cases threatening to kill me on both Trump and Biden's side that I've been calling this stuff. I've, I haven't had a wrong prediction yet. And it's, I don't know. It's not that I know everything here. It's that it's obvious. It's right in front of our eyes that this is a script being played out. And the story is so predictable. The script writers are terrible. It's like a really bad. And we're not Hollywood saying movie. we're, and we're not these guys who like I forgot some of the people out there saying they're getting messages from God and the people are telling them to do this. I mean, when you are really deep into this stuff and you see it all the way around, you understand how the financial. You know, if you don't understand how the financial system works, you know, basically you should shut the fuck up about the rest of it because that's ninety nine percent of the problem is the financial system is the fact that we are slaves because that dollar was created from a treasury bill bond or note which is debt meaning that the money is debt and since the money has interest on it we can never pay it off because the whole system would implode and that's been the main thing i've been telling people for but the past but keep in mind tim that all the people that are listening to this that don't understand that it's going in one ear and out the other and they will continue on their path to um government salvation and we're not yelling is... at the people watching this no, right no. now right? i'm so, just sorry. i'm venting but i mean like i'm looking, I'm looking at like the you. video so 11,588 views out of that 210 likes and 96 dislikes that's so a, a third of people dislike the video because they're still believing in trump and maybe a few of them actually believe in Biden. It's just, you have to, what planet could you possibly be on at this point if you still believe that either you're trusting the plan or that you actually think Biden's going to make things better? I mean, you have to. You have to be on another planet on some kind of psychotropic drugs to actually believe that things are going to get better well, with most the presidency. Of the country are on psychotropic drugs or something else. But yeah, no, I just absolutely hate when all these tough guys, you know, then want to, you know, call me a pussy or say something else. Like, like, you know what, you know what a pussy doesn't have? A pussy doesn't have an entire wall full of fucking Iron Man medals. That's what a pussy does not have. That, uh, I mean, in some of these, the most crazy stuff I've done isn't, there were no medals for it. Like, oh, going biking to Mexico 212 miles away, averaging 21.7 miles an hour for 212 miles. I don't have any medal for that. And I did that running the Grand Canyon off a of one week heads up and running 34 miles. I don't have a medal for that. Lots of crazy shit that, I mean, my normal weekend used to be getting up and biking 100 miles every Saturday, then going and running, running 10 miles when it's 100 degrees was my average day. Didn't even think twice about it. Wasn't like I was worried at night. Oh my God, I've got to do this. You know, it was just what I did. It was just, you know, turn myself into an absolute beast. You know, let's go over here to the second Ironman medal over here. This one, I went absolute balls to the wall. Was in the best shape of my life in 2015. Was just felt like an absolute pit bull. And I went into that race just absolutely wanting to crush it. 
Unfortunately, every single thing went wrong. Uh, there was a fire on the water the day before, which I didn't know, like an apartment complex burned down. There was all this ash that was on the, on the water. Then that ended up, uh, you know, I was one of the first swimmers out there. I ended up, I didn't even know this, I ended up breathing in all this water, ended up, you know, cramping up like super badly. Wanted to break an hour in the swim because that's sort of like the God level time. Like, okay, you can break an hour. That's, and last time I went like an hour and like two seconds in the first one I did. And then, then that one I did like an hour and like 15 seconds. So I was like, oh shit. Like, it, so then that definitely sucked. It kicked in the face, but you know, it was a cool feeling. And then on, then I get to the bike and it was supposed to be 60 in rain out of nowhere. It ends up being 87 degrees with 98% humidity in upstate New York on Lake Placid, which was an actual, uh, you know, where the Olympics were held. So super, super hilly, hilly course. And then it, it was raining in the beginning of the course. And it was you know, a 12 mile downhill where I was crapping my pants. Uh, at that point and you know because I mean I had I was fully on the brakes going 30 miles an hour if I were to put the brakes any harder I would have skidded out and meanwhile you've got you know each wheel you know cost you know almost a thousand dollars so you, know, you don't want to mess that up too and so it's just at this point and then you know I'm about 58 miles into the race and all of a sudden into the bike ride and all of a sudden my leg just starts you know ship it just starts twitching because I had lost my salt tablets uh, I, did, I had basically what was the equivalent of like 30 Gatorades that I had lost in this little salt pill. And so then I had to switch up my nutrition, which then messed up my stomach. And, and next thing I know is I get off the bike at 112 miles. And meanwhile, like riding 112 miles was nothing for me. I mean, that was something I just, I mean, it wasn't even something I had to think twice about, like, boom, just go out and do it. And if you're like, hey, I'll pay you a million dollars and all you have to do is touch your leg, like just, just go like this, just, just touch your leg, just any, any, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Wouldn't have been able to do this. This is the start to run. And then I finished the whole fucking marathon. So all these guys that want to call me a pussy, why don't you go, why don't I go take two fucking baseball bats to your leg and then start a marathon and then you can call me a pussy bitch. So all these people that want to say that, oh, you're just some financial pussy. And then you've got guys like, you know, Luke Radowski, you know, call me a pussy. You know, I've already said that if you wanted to fight me, you know where, I, you know, I'm, I'm here, buddy. You know, and so and obviously that's going to get turned down. He wanted to fight me intellectually, you know, which we'd get even, even more run over with that one. But, you know, the reason why, you know, there's some anger coming out here is because I, I know what the end game is. And the end game is a central bank digital currency where all the money is going to be in a Federal Reserve dollar, somewhat like a Bitcoin dollar, except the government is going to control it. And then when you start, uh, you know, shit talking the government, they're going to turn you off or, oh, sorry, you didn't get the vaccine. So you're not getting your $2,000 a month, which I'm not going to get the $2,000 a month because I make too much money anyways. But what they're going to do is they're going, and that's the thing is you need to be independent of it. You need to start. I mean, I'm already starting to grow my own food, uh, even though I've got, you know, basically no space at all and I can do it indoors. I mean, I'm going to be looking at getting land. I mean, it's, at the point now where they're going to start saying that we are criminals, that we are the terrorist Patriot Act 2.0, you can see it coming. You can see it, you know, in all the news that they are propositioning that. I've already gotten rid of my cable. You know, I don't want to support that. I've, I have YouTube TV. Definitely, definitely not supporting that. But, you know, for the people out there, you know, there's just not enough real men standing up. And because of that, everyone's like, oh, if we just wear a mask, we can, you know, hurry up and, you know, stop wearing masks. I'm like, well, if we just don't wear a mask, that'd be actually the quickest way to not wear a mask. And so it's just seeing the pussification of this entire country. And then people want to call me a pussy. You know, why don't you go six months without wearing a mask and then call me a pussy then? I mean, or, you know, why don't you go and do uh, two full Ironmans, five halves? 
you know, run the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim off when, when 30 days before a doctor thought I had broken my back and said I should never run again and then ran the Grand Canyon. So yeah, so all these people that want to, you know, Monday morning quarterback things, I'm not Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking anything on this. There's going to be a central bank digital currency. I'm not saying that there probably is going to be, there's going to be. And then eventually they're going to turn everybody off. They're going to have it at the point where, oh, guess what? We're going to have a negative interest rate. Or maybe it's not really a negative interest rate, but maybe the inflation rate is is 10. But then maybe, uh, you know, maybe, the, maybe the inflation rate's even 5, but then we're going to pay you 0.01%. So you're losing 5% a year. And that's how they're going to rob people. It's being done through inflation. And right now there's the inflation's more in financial assets, inflation's more in, you know, uh, stocks and real estate and, and uh, you know, Bitcoin and things like that. But, you know, I, you know and let's not say it's all not all bad news. I mean, Bitcoin went from $1,000 to 36000 I mean, eventually it was at, I, mean, I think it was at 42 briefly, but I don't know where it's at when he ended, but right around 36 when Trump got out of there. So, okay, great. You know, we can, you know, at least, you know, a lot of the, you know, anarcho-capitalists are getting rich over here and a lot of, uh, you know, some good things are coming out of this, but you know, I wish that my kids and grandkids, future grandkids, don't have to be slaves to all this stuff because it is not a good trajectory of where we're headed. But at least people are waking up. But if you're woken up and then you're getting psyoped into Q or psyoped into bullshit, you're waking up is not helping. You're waking up is actually hurting because it further enslaved everybody. And that's the part that was most frustrating. And so, my, the biggest ire I have isn't even for the Democrats, they're already dumbed down. They're already enslaved. They don't even know they're enslaved. But the people that know this stuff and then Judas goats you into bullshit and into psyops, those are the people that I have a problem with. And so, and then meanwhile, you know, Josh and I and John, we get kicked off World Alternative Media the same day as all the QAnon people while we were talking shit about QAnon the entire time. So it's almost like a sick joke that we get thrown off the same day that all the Q, Q targets yeah, get thrown they off. They were disposable at that point. They weren't uh, benefiting uh, the state anymore because they, their time was over. Their time to shine was for four years keeping people sitting on their hands and now it's done and there's still people trusting the plan. They said Biden wouldn't get inaugurated, that he would never, he's literally just got inaugurated and the Q people are still saying, oh, trust us, there's inside baseball, something like, you are a fucking idiot. You are almost worse than Biden supporters because at least Biden supporters don't pretend to be awake. They're fucking retarded. And the, the Q supporters at this point pretend to be awake and are still believing this stuff. They are, look, if you're a state, if you're a supporting government, you are the enemy of mankind. I'm done with you. I'm not tolerating you anymore. And I'm not trying to educate people. If in 2021, you're not awake, you are a drooling fool. And you're the reason these things are happening. Not the government. The government just puts ink on paper. Not the cops, because the cops enforce the rule of the government, but the people that are complacent with it that allow the cops to enforce things for the government. You are the problem if you are supporting the government at this point. And if you're still trusting the plan, the hell with you. Go fuck yourself. I'm just, I, I don't have any tolerance for statism. I, I, I just gave people the benefit of the doubt as ignorant people before, like four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago. Now, at this point, it's, it's obvious you have to be a complete drooling fool and a zombie to believe that somehow 
they're going to save you and they're going to save the day from the things that they've done in the first place. They depend on your subservience and you've given them their subservience. And so you will go down with the ship and good luck to you. And I hope that your family doesn't get dragged down with you. Yeah. And we just want to be left alone over here. And the thing is, they can't leave us alone. I mean, they've got to be spraying the skies with all the geostratic atmospheric, you know, aerosols that are going into the skies, which is a real thing, which the former CIA director even got up in front of the Council of Foreign Relations and was even talking about it. But if, you know, oh, is this a big conspiracy theory? You can go duck, duck, go and search right now. You know, Bill Gates tries to block out the sun or you can go watch a video I did on it back in June on a walk and talk with Yoshi, who's taking a nice nap over there. He's, he doesn't like all this, all the two angry men over here who, uh, you know, are just, <laughs> just yelling. And he's just like, oh, I just want to go for a walk. And, and Josh is uh, Josh is giving Yoshi, Yoshi some love. So, yeah, and there's, oh, there we go. Yeah, so it's, but the thing is, you can't even get away from all this stuff. So it's like, even if you want to go, you know, live out in the cabin somewhere, you're still getting sprayed with crap. You're still, you know, there's, there's just so many things with the atmosphere and the soil being de depleted and filled with, you know, aluminum and strontium and barium. And there's just so many things that you just can't get away from. And eventually, once everything is on their central bank digital control grid, which is happening, just search CBDC, central bank digital currency, and you can find every single major one in the world talking about it. And it's just so frustrating, you know, being, you know, basically so far ahead of all these people for all this time and then still being at the situation where, you know, People just don't get it. We're at the very end game of all this different stuff and people just haven't woken up yet. They haven't realized what the real problem is. And if they don't know what the problem is or there even is a problem, then you can't know what the solution is. And so that is, you know, the biggest you know, point of our angst over here is that, you know, people are waking up, but they're waking up way too slowly. And because of that, you know, a lot of people are going to be broke. And a lot of your daughters are going to be on OnlyFans and whoring themselves out. A lot of people are going to be doing a lot of bad things. I mean, I'm not trying to make a joke over here. It'd be funny. That's what happens when people are fucking poor and they can't go and they can't, you know, make lies because it's illegal to do so. And they've got to just, you know, do what they have to do in order to survive. And that's what people are doing right now. And, and eventually when the currency, I mean, right now what's going on is a picnic. Just wait until eventually, and I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, it might be 10 years from now, it might be two years from now, it might be tomorrow, who knows. I guess I just said it might not be tomorrow, but then I said it's going to be tomorrow. So, uh, you know, you know, we're losing it over here now. So. But what is going to be going on is eventually the currency is going to collapse. And take a look at what happens to other places when the currency collapses, like Venezuela, and when, when you get your $2,000 from the government, but it doesn't buy you anything. Take a look, just to see how, just see how happy, just see how, th how well things are going to be when that's going on. Which is why, you know, we tell people about gold and silver and Bitcoin, which were all the three, uh, you know, basically highest performing asset classes there were last year. You know, past performance, education, future returns. You should know what you're doing. And then you should also buy my crypto course when I'm going to be coming out with it in a month. Uh, but it's... Just so frustrating seeing this trajectory that we're going on and just knowing that, you know, we had to let things get not we I mean we Josh and I have tried doing everything we could to make sure things don't get this bad. And, you know, I would have and really at the start of this, I remember saying in, back in March that we're going to wish that things were just as bad as they were in in January of 2020. And now we're, we're probably never going to get back to how bad things were in January 2020 would be, you know, a great thing to only have that level of tyranny. But Humpty Dumpty is broke. There's no putting them back together again. We're going to have trillion dollar deficits for all of eternity and eventually you know that's just giving us more rope more rope more rope and then that rope is eventually going to you know strangle the entire economy because the economy is doing shit the stock market is doing great those are not two synonymous words so there's two different things and people need to realize that people need to wake up 
And it's, it's and at this point, you know, what are you even going to do? I mean, it's just, you know, way too late. You know, people, you know, at this stage of the game, you know, should have been getting prepared a long time ago. And, you know, and I just, you know, at this point, you know, just, you know, general ranting and, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, I got on Facebook in 2004. Right now we're in 2021. And, and, and in 2004, it was okay. You know, it was called the Facebook. People used it almost like they do like Twitter today. And you'd go and see where, you know, different parties were going to be at. And, and, you know, your parents or grandparents weren't on it. And you had to have a .edu address just to get on there. And it was a real sort of like closed wall system. And I remember going on there and, and like, there was like 30 people in my entire college that were on there. And I was one of the first. And, uh, and now, I mean, it's, and, you know, I should have left this platform a while ago. I can't believe I didn't get kicked off. It's probably because I didn't, you know, I was shit talking to Trump the past four years. So maybe that was why. But, you know, there are people, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't have been as hard on the QAnon followers, but it's more like your leaders that is where all the inks is really being directed because there's a lot of good that could have been done, a lot of consciousness rising that could have been done over the past four years, and it's been squandered. It's been absolutely squandered, but for people that still want to see the message, you can go to the Liberty Advisor Show dot com and you can see you know a guy that predicted trump was going to win in 2016 that they blame it on the russians on video you can see the guy me that said that trump was going to lose and that they would you know rig five states on fucking video and then i put the five states on the screen that they were going to rig and said that they were going to rig just you know one or two counties in those states and it's not going to be widespread voter fraud it's going to be very targeted into a few different areas and they're going to do it through the voting machines and oh yeah by the way in 2016 i was on air with Bev Harris, who uh, was the author or had the documentary Hacking Democracy. And, you know, Josh and I, have, you know, we've interviewed different you know, election fraud experts. And it's just, but the thing is that then gets you in the mindset of thinking that, okay, we vote for the right person, that it's going to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, save us. You know, no one's going to save us. You've got to go and save yourself, but you've got to know what to do. And, where, and, and luckily, I do see a lot of people talking about creating their own communities. A lot of people talking about this. Everywhere I go, I see this. Yeah, Josh, too. Yeah, Josh is one of the people talking about that as well. But we're seeing, you know, almost everywhere I go, people are talking about this. People are talking about things getting really bad and, and you know, trying to come together, trying to get off the grid, trying to, you know, be more self-sufficient, which is actually the things that the liberals supposedly want. Is But then yet, you know, if we go and collect our own rainwater, you know, that's not allowed or you're a terrorist for doing so. And you're not allowed to live in a tiny home because it doesn't that doesn't, you know, jive with their uh, different zoning housing regulations. And, and meanwhile, the liberals are in their big cities and they're polluting more than basically anybody. And they're in their hell holes of people in San Francisco, you know, crapping on the sidewalks. And then they want to take people like us that just want to be left alone. And then they want to constantly force their way of thinking on us. And their way of thinking eventually is going to get everybody killed. Everybody I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if the sperm counts are going to be so low that people in the future won't even be able to have kids through all the pharmaceuticals, through getting, you know, the sperm getting jacked up, messing with women's eggs. Everything is going to basically get to the point where, you know, the humanity, they're trying to go for our soul. Eventually, you know, this brings to another point, the whole trans agenda. It's not about, you know, the tranny that's, you know, going to be, you know, the new assistant secretary of health. It's about transhumanism and basically eventually merging us with robots to be at the point where you can get life extension technology. I mean, the, the head of Google engineering, Ray Kurzweil, you know, he is a brilliant guy, you know, top level genius, but he's playing for the other team. He's a bad guy. He's on the bad side of things. And, you know, he's said something to the effect of, I don't believe in God, but we're going to become God. And he's, and so eventually, I believe it's 2045 project and they're going to create this singularity. Thanks, Craig. Uh, for pointing that out, but they're going to create this singularity where they want to eventually merge man and machine and then get us to a point where we're like sitting in the matrix, like floating in some sort of, 
you know, uh, you know, solution that you know keeps our organs intact. But then we have you know our our uh, basically our consciousness being put onto like a robot avatar of ourselves, and so then that way we can live forever. Except there's probably gonna be some sort of back, not probably some sort of back door in there, which then maybe then makes it so we can never achieve a higher level of consciousness, which then means we're stuck on Earth instead of ever ascending higher. And then if you're a bad guy or if you believe in Satan uh, or if you even believe in God, which that means you should believe in, in Satan then, not believe in it, but you just believe that it exists, is what I meant to say on that one. But it, what would you do? You would pose as the good guys. You wouldn't roll into some place with a little Hitler mustache trying to take everything over. You'd come as someone's friends. You'd wear some little, you know, these gay-ass little socks and all the... Pre- I mean, sometimes i got some pretty gay socks, too. So not right now, but... And, but, you know, you, oh, look at... Oh, George H.W. Bush, even though he's a CIA criminal, war criminal that was probably responsible for JFK's death... Oh, he's got pink socks on. Well, that's actually so... what God Justin Trudeau in Canada elected, other than his hair, was he was wearing cartoon socks. Not his black, stuff. not his black face. Or... Well, he was wearing um, gay flag socks that had the Muslim, uh, <laughs> the Muslim crest on it, Muslim C with the star. He had that on his socks with gay flags, which, by the way, is incredibly blasphemous to Muslims. Uh, I don't know. He's trying to impress both sides, but he failed big time because he literally caused an antithesis in his socks, which became a big controversial issue in Canada outside of the fact that he was he's stealing 72% of people's money uh, if you can't all taxes altogether. But nonetheless, yeah, it, the sock thing, we, we see that in... In Canada, we see that in the United States with George H. W. Bush. What's with socks? People are, you know, I'm a little bit more concerned over the fact that they're molesting kids. So I, I think that, and also murdering uh, hundreds of thousands of kids overseas, and as well as men, women, children, millions of them. Um, why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we talking about the fact that they're printing currency out of thin air that that's causing um, the price of living to skyrocket? What about all the the money they're stealing from people under the guise of helping people, even though they're literally stealing the money from poor people and then saying they're helping them. I mean, it's it's insanity. And then and foreign aid is basically just stealing money from poor people in rich countries and giving it to rich people in poor countries, which is what you know Dr. Ron Paul famously once said. But they want to be, oh, look what look what Michelle Obama was wearing, or oh, look what Kamala Harris was wearing. It's, n- it's never about like what people have actually done. It's not never about any substance. And Trump, you know, there was some good things that he was doing. I mean, at least it helped expose fake news. But then what did he do? Did he start promoting alternative media? Did he start going on alternative media? No, he platforms? promoted another fake news, Fox News, for years, which then came out against him because they're also run by the CIA and they play oh, both sides. And, uh, yeah, and what he, what's the guy's name? Lachlan Murdoch. Of, I mean, Lachlan Murdoch is, you know, best friends with Alexander Soros, who is George Soros' son, who runs fucking Fox News. So, oh, yeah, I'm sorry that, you know, all these Murica tough guys who then get their news from an Australian liberal. So nothing says, oh, America, tough guy, you know, big Second Amendment, you know, person like, uh, you know, watching your news from Fox News that's run by an Australian liberal. And I've been telling people that for years and years and years. And it's just, you know, so frustrating being at this point where people are finally, I mean, I guess it's good that people are finally starting to wake up to some of this stuff, but then they're still don't know what the answers are, or they're still way too complacent, or they think we still have so much time, or they're worried about what socks somebody wears instead of having, and actually, you know what, I did go to a women's march and actually, I see my Aunt Carla on here, and she was one of the people that got mad at me for going to that women's march, so maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. But uh, I didn't go to a women's march. I was at a, an event where Dr. Ron Paul happened to be talking, and it happened to be International Women's Day. I asked a woman what her sign meant, and she had a sign that said, if, uh, what was the sign? It was something like, if government funds Viagra, then 
they should fund Planned Parenthood too, or else it's God's will for men to have limp dicks. I don't know how I just remember that, but that's that's what her sign said. This big, like militant-looking lady who was, you know, bigger than me, uh, and I've, you know, I'm pretty, you know, decent-sized guy, and you know, I've got this, you know, lady that's, you know, just all getting all in my face. So I asked her what her shirt meant, and she's like, Google. I'm like, oh, Google uh, funded Viagra. She's like, no, Google it. I'm like, well, why, well, you hear you have a sign. I have no idea what that means. I legitimately want to know what that means. And then next thing you know, she smashes my phone out of my hand that I had for for Ron Paul. Broke my brand new iPhone, and then I get surrounded by like a hundred of them. And at one point, they started chanting. And this is all on video. They started chanting, "He's got bad socks." And so they started going, he's got bad socks, he's got bad socks. And then there was a little break in the action and I said, I'd rather have bad socks and bad sex with all you fat pigs. And like all the, all like the air went out. And then I got him on camera, a hundred versus one, all of them to walk away. So I mean, maybe I'm the originator of the walk away movement too. And actually I flipped the camera around and I go, and now I've successfully just gotten over a hundred feminists to just walk away from their own rally. And then the next week, Anifa came to the exact same state capital, which now has two rings of fences around it uh, with, with, uh, with the AR-15s and AK-47s the very next week. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't there to protest them, but you know, I'm not gonna let somebody break my brand new iPhone, at the, which you know, I don't have an iPhone anymore, but at the time I did. And, uh, you know, and so, you know what, I've got balls, you know, I'm willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do. And it's because, but you know, the problem is there's way too few of me and way too many slaves that are out there and uh, and because of that, you know, there's you know there's gonna be a lot of despondency. There's gonna be a lot of you know unnecessary deaths. There's gonna be a lot of uh, you know people who are going to be basically you know completely broke and devastated unless they're you know getting money from the government or something like that. Which you know at this point you know that this starts huge percentages of people who can only survive getting money from the government. And I mean, and all this stuff was predicted. I mean, even you go to a liberal arts school, I, I actually graduated from a liberal arts school in New York. So it's not like these liberals can't even say like, I'm not well-educated. I got into the toughest fucking school you can get into in New York. And oh, I'm just some white privileged guy. Oh yeah, you know, uh, parents had me at 19 and 20 years old and grew up with a single parent dad and then got kicked out of my dad's house and then lived with my grandparents, which is about the lowest level of basically success you can possibly get is being raised by a single parent, a dad, you know, and so in, in terms of, you know, people that want to say, oh, I'm so spoiled and oh, so privileged, you know, I bet I bet I had, you know, a worse upbringing than, you know, probably even most minorities. And then they, and people then want to say that like, oh, I'm just some white guy. So, you know, you shouldn't, you know, pay attention to what he says. And so it's just so frustrating as being at this stage of the game and, and not having not worn a mask and then going into these stores and it's just like every single time. I mean, it's not fun for me to go out to a restaurant and Josh and I, what, the last three nights in a row we've been out, out to eat at restaurants. I mean, basically, and then we got, you know, denied because uh, we actually we didn't realize we went down to Westgate and right next to the 24 seven uh, vaccine, uh, you know, testing site, which we didn't, we, which we sort of forgot until we got down there. And, uh, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe we should do like a free hug event down there or something and to see what ends up happening. But people are completely enslaved. People have no idea what the real problems are. People have then if they don't know what the problems are, then they even if they do know what the problems are, they don't they don't know what the solutions are, and they're thinking, oh, the solution is let's just go get on parlor. Uh, yeah, like give me a break. I mean that is not the solution, but uh, I mean I don't know. I mean you guys got any more? I don't know if anyone has any questions. I mean I'm about we to, gotta get some videos done. Yeah, Josh and I are gonna go shoot a video. Uh, you know I had already basically blocked off this day to basically have like some sort of like internal rage day of just knowing that I was probably going to be pissed off at that, knowing that. And, and the thing is, I knew that this was going to happen four years ago. I knew that uh, that the Democrats were going to win going back to March of 2017 on record and probably said it a hundred times. 
And that wasn't a, oh, I hope the Democrats win. I was hoping that the average Republican out there would do enough to, you know, try to stop some of this, you know, and not just say, oh, well, just shut the fuck up because there's this Q guy and he's got a plan. There's military, you know, intelligence that already knows that stuff is going down. And, uh, and I see uh, Tristan Viney on here. And, and I actually remember that you and your boyfriend, uh, Randy, were at the event almost a little over a year ago at... Uh, at when when uh, Sam Tripoli was here, and that was right when I was getting over coronavirus. And I remember like telling you guys. I mean, I didn't know it was coronavirus at the time, but I remember telling you guys, you know, kind of like stay away from me a little bit. And I remember telling Sam Tripoli to kind of stay away. And and, and you know, and the thing is, I I should be used as a test case. I've gone to you all. You tried these... to kill Sam Tripoli? No, I mean, I I told I told him to stay away. This is I think on the I think the event was on the tenth. Uh, I probably that's probably right when I started feeling better. It was about the ninth or tenth. Uh, you know, basically from like the third to the eighth, I felt like crap. And then, you know, by the 10th, I felt, you know, decent enough to be out. Uh, but yeah, that was the only time I like basically left was to go to that. And then I went to the Tool concert, which I think was exactly a year ago today. And, uh, but, you know, having gone to the Jackalope Freedom Festival with, you know, probably, you know, 600 people at it, having gone to Pork Fest with about a thousand people at it, then Pork Fest, which was sort of the same deal, then the Red Pill Expo with 600 people at it, then Andrew Capoco, well, all those were not in order. And then going to like tons and tons of different events with like 50 people at it each or 100 people at it, uh, Anarcho Vegas, you know, unofficial party they had there. You know, I've been completely you know, healthy, not a single, like even sniffle. 18 event. countries and 32 states for myself. And but you're always, but you're always fucking sick. So no, I got, <laughs> I get sick. I got sick once a year. But, so I got sick in, um, the end of January of, uh, 2020. And I got, I was, I ended up in the emergency room cause I got a fucking, I got a lung infection out of it. And, um, anyway, they test me positive for, uh, COVID-19. Sorry. February. Yeah. Like February 1st or something. And anyway, so I took a bunch of vitamin C and I killed it off. I did end up in the hospital, but that's because I have pre-existing conditions that... You're asthmatic. Time, well, it's because of a doctor screwing me over in 2012. I got pneumonia and he insisted that it was just a cold and just to go home and take cough medicine. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm obviously, this isn't a... Anyway, weeks and weeks went by. I went to three other doctors. They all told me the same thing. And then I ended up in the emergency room and almost died. I damaged my lungs seriously with the pneumonia because I didn't do anything about it. The first time I ever and, met him, he almost died too. But, right, but the day before from a, a rice someone, attack. Yeah, someone poisoned me in my drink. But um, then I got... Uh, Josh, Josh, I'm not he, always he sick. He is always sick. I'm not always sick. I, got, I get sick, sick once a year just as so, much as you. Um, yeah, because you got sick one year ago and you're probably about to get sick I again. I had perfect attendance throughout all of high school. Well, I was a nerd, but I also... Uh, I didn't go to high school because I didn't want to get indoctrinated by the government. I, never, I knew better never, than that. But, uh, I, I mean, so no, I got uh, sick in January of 2020. I got sick in January of, uh, 2019. Um, and then before that I had gotten sick because I went, I went on a bunch of airplanes Pretty and sure. I was, I was sitting next to a guy who was, uh, coughing and like running nose and there's nothing I could do about it. Like I, the plane was packed and I like held my breath for most of the flight. This guy was like, would look at me and would cough right in my face face and there's like it was disgusting so yeah i got sick from that it was really hard to avoid um but i got sick i get sick Israel. once a year almost on the day and yeah i got sick um just recently for like one day at, in egypt because i was on a bus with a whole bunch of people who everyone got the you're also getting all the you're also getting like all the pyramid dust underneath you and if you haven't checked it out like watch his videos where he was going underneath the giza pyramids doing stuff that like basically nobody was is able to do. I mean, well, Mark, you got you got on a plane with me soon after I got over coronavirus. What happened was I still had a residual cough. I wasn't actually still sick, 
So that was a difference. I had a, um, I had a, like, what do you call that? Um, bronchial tube um, irritation from coughing for like a week. But um, yeah, I wasn't actually sick at that time. But yeah, I got um, sick once uh, in, uh, once, uh, once a year. And, uh, and by the way, there's someone that keeps saying that I'm sick all the time on Facebook. I won't name them, but they might be a vegan and they, I've seen them sick six times in the last year. And they say, I'm always sick. I get sick once a year. I got, I started getting sick in December Maybe and I just overdosed on vitamin C. Next to you I, I, I took a bunch of vitamin C and I was okay the next day. I just slept in bed and I fasted for about three days and it was great. And I lost like 20 pounds. It was awesome. But um, no, I mean, yeah, I don't get sick very often, and I take vitamin C, and I do. And this same person who's a vegan that claims to talk about health also thought that if she took more than one vitamin C pill, that she would overdose on vitamin C. So uh, apparently, she doesn't know a whole lot about health. So I'm just gonna call her out here, but I'm not gonna name her. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't get sick very often, and you know, there's uh, a lot of people who try to educate me on health that work at Starbucks or McDonald's or wherever and are wearing a mask 24-7. I know the exact person that you're thinking and, of. Uh, and so. they're, they're, meanwhile, we were at a pool here in Peoria, Arizona, and she's like, you guys are like fascists and probably Trump tards because you don't believe that we should be scared of the coronavirus. I'm like, you're at a pool. If you're worried about coronavirus, if you actually believe there's a global pandemic, you're a terrible person going to a pool because you actually believe you're spreading it and you're being selfish. I don't believe while, I'm doing while that. While being right next to both of us who you knew were just flaunting all these rules. And then, wait, wait, you're, she's 26 or 27. And, and works at Starbucks and she's like, parents. And, and she's rolling her eyes and scoffing. And I'm like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, Mark Anthony Rios says, and you drink plenty of rum, which rejuvenates you. Well, rum does help with bacterial illnesses, not viral illnesses, and only to a certain extent. If you drink a bunch of it, it hurts your immune system. But one glass of rum is good for you. Um, anyway. Well, I hope uh, everything's okay with Randy's uh, grandparents. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, my, my grandparents, unfortunately, I mean, I've told them the whole spiel a nine million times about everything with the coronavirus and my grandparents were like, well, you don't want to hear this, but I'm not going to Florida this year until we get the vaccine. And it doesn't matter how many times I've told them about the Almost vaccine. Everyone that gets the vaccine matter, is getting sick. It doesn't matter how many, you know, no one's ever really a prophet in your own village. And so the only people that, uh, you know, basically my family who I think are probably not, I mean, in my immediate family that aren't going to get it are probably my brother and my, or that are going to get the vaccine, are probably my brother and my grandparents. And, uh, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, my brother, who was like 40% body fat his entire weight, and I'm, you know, multiple-time Ironman, and let's take health advice from the guy that was super overweight most of his life. So it's just, it's just so, yeah, I mean, I know I keep saying this, but it's just it was so frustrating being so far ahead of the curve on so many different things. And it's not to say, like, oh, look at us, oh, we're right, or oh, you should always follow us. You should never trust any plan. You should always do your own research, go verify things in any sort of movement that was designed to tell you to basically, you know, sit down and shut up and other people have got it, you know, was going to be a psyop. That's how I knew it was a psyop. That's why when I interviewed Jerry Griffin, the very first question I asked him was about that. I mean, I'm sure that's not the first thing you probably wanted to bring up to David Icke either, was to be bringing that up. I'm sure well, there's other things. You well, the thing is, everyone always interviewed David Icke about all these other things. And I'm like, you know, I haven't heard him talk about QAnon yet. Let's do that. And so I interviewed him about QAnon and I lost most of my viewership because of it. But that's the way it is. 
Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just the way it is. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them can't make them drink. And speaking of which, drinking whiskey at a pool is literally the best thing you can do. Alcohol inside and chlorine outside from Adam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Josh does love his rum and coke, so I mean, maybe you guys can give him. Uh, you know, uh, there's no like super chats over here, but if you guys want to go to his go to any of his videos you can see different links to donate to him or you can maybe donate <laughs> yeah that's, uh, a, that's effective hey if you want to donate some rum and coke yeah donate some rum and cokes for uh for Josh, so you can see how great it is at him oh you're blowing up an odyssey too at 5300 subscribers now on there yeah uh, yeah okay. it's, it's definitely moving but for, right for now us, in yeah, one in good. one hour um it, the latest video has let's see it has. So he started. He uploaded a video when I was like maybe twenty minutes into this. Uh, yeah, this so it's got fifteen thousand three hundred views in the first hour. So that's uh, uh So you just type in BitChute World Alternative Media, and you guys can find that. Their search function is not great. So what I would recommend is that I mean, if you go and you know DuckDuckGo. Well, which, they got better. I mean, if you type in World Alternative I haven't Media used it on BitChute. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. You'll at least find my videos, so you'll just you can just click on the channel, or you can instead of searching videos, you could search channels and then search it again. It's, it's very simple. People are a lot of people are very inept at <laughs> the internet, but I mean it's pretty easy. You just click on the channel, and there you are. And there's notification bells. There's ways to donate. There's literally a million different things. Uh, today, in the last 24 hours, I've gotten another 500 new subscribers on BitChute, which is nice. Even though everyone's commenting, I'm unsubbing because I'm being consistent and saying. And it could Trump's. be bots. And I'm sure that there's going to be you know different racist bots in there, and people are going to say, "Oh, it's these white supremacist Nazis who are taking over BitChute and into the dark corners of the internet." Well, we're in the dark corners of the internet because you've already kicked us off every other place. Obviously, that's going to that's going to be how it goes down. Hey, hey, Tina. Hey, John. Uh, so, yeah, definitely for vitamin D over there. Winters are challenging in Canada. Yeah, I mean, I think you know probably everything is challenging in Canada. Oh my I mean, god! I, I mean, we've got, are you are you god. ever even going to go back to Canada at this? Uh, no, I I plan to never go back to Canada for the rest of my life. If I'm going there, it's by force. He's Canadian. Um, so. Uh, but so this is it's so crazy. This free your mind on on bitch who just posted a video. We are about to witness the greatest military in existence. QAnon. Seriously, seriously, twenty-three thousand views in the last hour from yeah. uh, for QAnon people. Still, I mean, it's, like at this point, I just don't know. I mean, it's like at this point, you can't be saved. I mean, you cannot be you cannot be saved at this point. I hope you mean five thousand. I okay. All right, they're having a side conversation on there, but no, definitely appreciate everyone watching this. And we'll we got to do some videos. The last one, Josh and I are gonna do another video, but you can find all his stuff. Uh, I mean, mainly the main one now would be BitChute. Also on Odyssey, which is sort of like the rebranded library. It's really not, but it's you know a whole it's a kind of confusing back end story to that. But yeah, just go to OD. You know, go to thelibertyadvisorshow.com. There's a connect section. The connect has a places where you can watch me, where you can listen to me, where you can live stream me, and then everything will then be put out on email as well. Because you know I'm going old school. Old school is almost now the new uh, new school where you've got to go back to emails and you got to go back to text and you got to go back up your emails because then they go take you down like on Mailchimp and then it's just all the bullshit that we've got to deal with. You know, constantly seeing this stuff. And no, I did not see Trump's farewell speech. Pathetic. Uh, and and it, I mean, what a way to go out that you have all this, you know, piss and vinegar the whole time and then you just end this little whimper. And, and then really, uh, it's, it's, 
it's just completely pathetic the way that that way that he went out. I mean, if you're gonna go call, if, okay, my battery's almost running out. But if you're gonna go call in, you know, a million people to come to Washington, you know, what are you gonna do? Just have just sort of have like a little tea party? Which oh yeah, then the, and then the tea, the real tea party got started by Ron Paul people, then it got hijacked by like the Glenn Becks of the world, which that guy's you know a complete Judas goat. So is uh, who's the other Judas goat out there? Which is his replacement, and in, in my opinion, is gonna be Ben Shapiro. I think is the new. Uh, you know, Judas goat of, of the, you know, basically trying to take like libertarian type thoughts and then have that go, uh, you know, misdirect that into the wrong direction. And it's just, you know, we're here at the end game of all this stuff. And by the way, BitChute is exploding so much as, as well as Float, as well as um, a library that BitChute in the last hour, I got four, 15,400 views on my latest video and it's not even on the trending page of BitChute. The the top trending video from the in the last twenty minutes got ninety thousand views on the trending page on Bitchute. Bitchute is blowing up. That's more viewership than you'd expect on a video on YouTube in two thousand nine. I joined YouTube when it was on the sixth page of Google in in the search results when when you were looking up streaming video sites. The time is now to leave the big tech platforms and move to the alternative tech platforms because obviously it's working. And guess what? There's <laughs> Biden supporters on Bitchute. There's Jew haters and Jew lovers. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. There's Trump lovers, Trump haters. There's anarchists, voluntarists, libertarians. There is There are progressives. There's um, socialists, Bernie Sanders supporters. There's gamers. There's makeup artists. There's pet videos. It's time to move to these cats. platforms. Oh, cat because videos. people, yes, there's cat videos. Okay. People are moving to these platforms and it's not even an echo chamber anymore, which is evident from one third of the like to dislike ratio being dislikes on my latest video. So... And Adam, yeah, exactly. You, I mean, I went to YouTube so I can get away from mainstream media, and then it's like, oh, you watch this video from World Alternative Media. How about you watch this video from Jim Cramer? It's like, fuck Jim Cramer. I did not go to YouTube so I can see, you know, CNBC. I did not go to YouTube so I can see Fox News being in the recommended section. And back in the day, I had so much hope in October, November of 2016, and and really, I was like, oh man, I was able to reach a million people in a week from a standstill, and then reach like another 800,000 the day after the election, and reach another, you know, three or four hundred thousand the next day until basically I was getting 1200 new subscribers a day and then boom you know been, was negative 10 for like over a year I've been negative so my entire subscriber was going through the roof and then boom got to the point where I couldn't even tag myself couldn't even pay to advertise couldn't even you know basically if anything you know reach like 30 people on a live stream would be reached absolutely ridiculous you know waste it's a complete waste of time at this point I mean more people will see this than if I went live to my at my personal page and if I went live to the other page that had 32,000 on it because they just made it so that way the algorithm made it so nobody can actually see the information but it's not about me it's not it's about getting out information and it was about trying to create an army of other people like me so I'm like well hey my goal was if I can create you know if I was able to reach a million people in a week off a standstill and I can you know figure out how to game the system and I can have another thousand people just like me and then have them you know culture jam the system that we could take shit back except they they the powers that be knew that and that's why they had to shut us all down label us as terrorists shadow ban which I think the shadow ban is even worse than the real ban I'd rather just be fucking banned than now I'm like in this like pussy well, purgatory state all right screw Facebook you got to save some energy for some videos because we're going to be on the alt platforms, BitChute, Library, Float. Float.app. I already have, like, I think I have, last time I checked, 554 subscribers over there. So I need one more to make it 555, 555, make it a nice, nice, uh, it's an even number. I guess it's not, not an even number, but I mean, better than 666. So hopefully I don't have, a, you know, 100 and, uh, you know, one people or, you know, start, uh, start joining this. But anyways, really appreciate everyone over the years. It's been 
a lot of shit talking ever since 2004. I got on here underneath a fake name, had the fake name until 2016 when a bunch of liberals reported me. But you know, I had to, and then, and then for me to get back on here, I had to then give them my ID. I was, I was moving anyway, so I didn't really care. Then they had to then mail me something in my house, and I had to prove I wasn't a Russian. And uh, and it was just you know absolutely disgusting. You know what you have to go through, and I'm not. I'm a voluntarist, anarchist guy that wasn't even trying to support either side, which is even more hated because if you're exposing that everything is a fraud, that's more dangerous to the system than if you're just, you know, sucking Trump's dick 24-7 or if you're just, you know, on the left 24-7. Who they are most scared of is the people like Josh and I who are trying to reveal the curtain and expose how all this stuff is working or not working and expose the people how they're slaves. And the, the biggest... The end part that I'm going to impart people with is if you're on an island and there's only three of us and I'm, let's say I'm the banker and Josh, you know, wants to start making videos and he's, he's come to me as the banker and there's no money on the island and he says, hey, Tim, you know, I need to go borrow some money. So I go and I create money that never existed and then I put interest on it and say, okay, here's a hundred bucks. You know, I want a 3% interest. How about you pay me back next year? And then next year you owe me $103. Well, where do you get $103 if you only created $100? You don't. You you then borrow more money and more money and more money and get you deeper into debt, deeper into slavery. All of this, you know, all of this money that's being, uh, you know, gifted out into the economy, pumped out into the economy, pumped into the stock market. There is debt associated with that. And since there's debt associated with that, it means that we're getting further in the hole. Your kids and grandkids are being further enslaved. And that's why I'm one of the a huge fan of cryptocurrencies. That's why I had the balls to come out about things like Bitcoin when it was you know about a thousand dollars, or some people who I you know told about it at thirty dollars, because I knew that we're in this high tech slave system, and it was a way to help circumvent the system. Because eventually, you know, we the thing is we are all slaves to some degree, and you in order. But if you don't recognize it, you're never going to not be a slave. And so that's why you know I'm walking around like a free man over here walking around without yeah. a mask. The only time I really around. feel like a slave these days is when I'm on a plane because it's the only time I actually give in to any of that stuff. And I drove to Jekyll Island, Georgia just to avoid having to get on a plane. And and, and you know, I'd, and at this point, you know, most of my family lives back in New York, so I don't even know how I'm going to see them again because I'm not getting the PCR test. And it's, uh, hey, Jen, I see, uh, <clears throat> and actually Jen's husband, Chris, one of my best friends, uh, you know, back in New York and, you know, he helped to actually get me down a lot of the path that we're going down. And I remember, you know, Chris, you know, guy got recruited by Google, you know, as the vice president, well, actually, I shouldn't even say what company he's with, a very big company that everybody's heard of. And he's, you know, the vice president of that. And he came to me in, I think, 2009 or 10. He was like, hey, Tim, you're sounding crazy. I just want to let you know as a friend that, you know, all this stuff you're saying about the Fed, all this stuff, other stuff you're saying that as a friend, you're sounding crazy. Please, you know, I, just as a friend, please stop talking about this stuff. And then I gave him the book Creature from Jekyll Island. And then he's like, oh, holy shit. He's like, it's actually way worse than you even saying. And I had the whole flow chart of how all the central banks like intertwined inside of one another. And basically was exposing, I'm trying to, my battery's about to go run out on here. But uh, yeah, I was just exposing how this whole thing went. I never even put that online. I don't even know where it is now, but I had this whole flow chart already forgotten the information of how all the financial systems were all tied together. And it was just like this crazy web of, of uh, how everything was just, you know, just one big slave control grid. But yeah, I, you know, for people, he, to his credit, read the book, went down the rabbit hole. We would go train for the Iron Man together and we would watch these YouTube videos and uh, then get further down the rabbit hole. We'd watch one video and then would lead us to another video, which would lead us to another one. And now you can't do that. And so, you know, and so for the kids growing up today, they don't have that same access information that we had 
uh, because now you're just being like stuck in these little you know online ghettos where you can't get outside of your your own uh, you know echo chamber when it comes to that. And so you know it is sad to see we're in this state, but we had to get to this state before things can get better. So you know I don't want to make it seem like there's no good news out here because the good news is millions of more people getting into cryptocurrencies, millions more people realizing that that it's all basically a scam on this stuff. And he gave the book to my parents for Christmas. Well, that's, that is awesome. I'm very glad that I, did you give my copy of the book? I've given out so many copies of the book. But my copy of the book, my copy of the book right here, where my prized possession is a signed copy of the book from G. Edward Griffin. So, you know, one of my one of my prized possessions over here. Yeah, well, Aaron and Kingsley, I was at it, I was at G. Edward Griffin's house back in December of 2018, and uh, he gifted a book to Aaron and Kingsley that he signed to their cat Kitty Gaga. Yeah, well, not not a very wise move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. But anyways, now it's uh, you know it's been been great being on here for 17 years since 2004. Uh, but you know it's it's I've come out you know a lot of the posts I make you know make me seem like a lot angry. I mean here I mean this whole big fucking rant would seem like a big angry thing. But you know and, and throughout regular daily life I'm actually not exactly like the same person that's there you know shit posting on Facebook all day. I mean I will I'm not afraid you know I'm not going to back down from a fight. But it's. At this point, you know, we only have so much time. There's only so much energy and effort and places we can devote our resources to. And I don't want to have it be fighting with people online. And the people that want to hear the information are going to be able to find me, uh, you know, some way. But there's a lot of people out there who, you know, at, for this point, you know, it's just not good for my psyche to be on here. It's just, you know, I don't think the human psyche was meant to go read, you know, you know, millions of comments on. Not, I mean, not that we're getting millions of comments anymore, but you know, I, you know, used to be getting this, you know, shitloads of comments, all the hate and everything. I mean, you're, you're the mind and the psyches is not really meant for all that it's not a good thing i think for me to, me to be on here anymore and so that's why you know i'm signing off it doesn't make me happy it's not a plus to my life the message i mean i was willing to make a sacrifice if the information was getting out there but now that the information's been so shadow banned and so censored that is you know i'm enriching mark zuckerberg and you know and fuck that guy i mean he didn't make facebook i mean it was a cia project called lifelog and then they went and made up the whole story with you know the uh, winklevoss twins and all the other all the other stuff which now they're killing it over at gemini and uh they're actually uh, um actually so so coordinate so the app uh so what you what you're going to want to do is go to float or joinfloat.com and because all the app censorship that's been going on uh they've actually not uh, built out their iOS one because of what happened with Parler. And so what I did is I went and I saved the homepage. So I went to, so if you go to join float, F L O T E dot com, and then you go and you save it as a homepage on your, on your phone. And then I'm using, and I'm using that to then bypass the, the app yeah. infrastructure. If, if you have, if you have a Samsung, you're able to get the app and you can download it directly from their homepage as well on the float site. Um, but they're not participating in this censorship of um, all these uh, app store, so they're basically just making it um, just on their homepage, and the iOS app will be developed probably at a later time. But uh, right now, they're focusing on more important things like uh, keeping the website up and running and putting the resources in the right place. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a great use of your you know resources to go spend you know a couple hundred thousand dollars to go develop an app and then have Apple just you know ban you from the app store once you start getting any sort of traction. So. Just sort of is what it is, but that's why in the cryptocurrency space, something like Ethereum, not investment advice, but Ethereum, uh, what you can do for the, I mean, it's almost sort of creating this 
supercomputer cloud infrastructure where you can then build apps or they call it dApps or you know decentralized uh, applications on top of this other network which then can create you know different social medias network. and i'm not saying it doesn't have to be ethereum there's other ones that sort of act like platforms and so you have bitcoin which is more of a digital gold and you have something like ethereum which is more of a smart contract digital cloud you know infrastructure and it's, uh, you know, and so the future is bright. It's just we need to make it through this dark spot. I mean, but, you know, I don't really plan on having it dark. I mean, I plan on having, you know, you know, being, you know, happy, I was going to say fat and hungry, but I'm, or fat, but I'm not fat, you know, in under when I can have access to all the food I want anyways. But, you know, you know I'm, I'm planning on having abundance, having everything that I need. Things are going to be fine for me. They're probably not going to be fine for a lot of people who are out there. But that's, you know, my decision and decisions I'm making now to do that and the mindset that I'm in now and knowing that I've overcome a lot of things and I can overcome whatever they're going to throw at us now. Uh, you know, and it's just, you know, that's just who I've always been. I've always been somebody who's, you know, overcome a lot of different things and not somebody you ever want to bet against. Um, and so, and, and neither is Josh. But, you know, at this point, it's just enough is enough. And so with something like Float, I know that they're not at the full decentralization of where they need to be, but they've gotten a lot of investors recently, and they're going to be using that money to make it decentralized or be using those infrastructure wisely. And they, the thing is, they know what the problems are, and they know the different develop, they know the ways to get around it. But it takes some money, and and you know, so you've got to have some patience. I mean, I remember being on Facebook early on, and it wasn't you know what it is today. I remember being on YouTube early on, and it wasn't you know where it was at today. I mean, YouTube had to basically sell to Google in order to basically fund itself but now there's alternative funding models through cryptocurrency and alternative models you know the, the future of decentralization is looking bright there is a lot of ways to help get around these uh you know bad guys but we're not there with the collective consciousness yet to actually realize that this is a thing I mean, people just want to hear bitcoin and probably think it's a scam or you know think it's some sort of nigerian email thing and it's not just some get rich quick scheme there are things that can be built on top of this technology that can free humanity or it can be used as a central bank digital currency to enslave humanity. It's gonna all the all the cash is already gonna be digital. I mean, it's, it's basically already is already at like ninety seven percent. It's going to be hundred percent very soon. And then when they do that, they're gonna have everybody by the balls. They're probably eventually gonna make Bitcoin illegal. They're gonna make probably other cryptocurrencies they don't control illegal. And then you're gonna see decentralized exchanges that are gonna start. I mean, already I don't know the exact number, but the decentralized exchanges have huge. Uh, you know, percentages are uh, rapidly, uh, you know, increasing percentages of transactions that are going on, which is, you know, a great, uh, great sign to see. And so, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are, uh, you know, these tech geniuses who are helping, you know, basically to when there's a lot of tech geniuses helping to enslave the world too. But this technology is a double edged sword, you know, sort of just like a gun. A gun can be used to kill you or be used to, uh, you know, protect your freedoms. And so there's, you know, it's a double-edged sword, and but it's something that we need to be very cognizant of, and we don't need to be building systems that further enslave us. And that's my main message over here: is that I'm not a slave. Everyone else here, you know, watching this, I hope you guys aren't slaves, and you ladies aren't slaves. And I know that the people that are on this, watching this, uh, who I can see on here, uh, you know, I know that you people are all. I don't want to say like freedom fighters; makes it sound like ISIS or something. But I know that you guys, you ladies and, and guys out there, that you are, you know, the cream of the crop, and people who are standing up for truth and standing and are, you know, putting yourselves out there on the line, and who aren't, you know, afraid to, you know, live your life and to spread the message of, of freedom and not being a slave. And we see, you know, John saying, Jim Griffin is a honorary member. I'm not sure what he's uh, referring to. Uh, and then we've got I'm just, Anna Pascenta. It, it isn't guns. We have way more guns. They rule us because they are more org organized. We anarchists won't join groups in order to leave 
in order to leverage our intentions. It is a weakness joining the Volaterist Brotherhood MC. Uh, so anyways, uh, it's, yeah, there's solutions that are out there. I mean, you gotta, it starts with freeing yourself uh, before you, can, you try to free everybody else. I'm sort of at the point where I'm done trying to free everybody else. I'm sort of done trying to wake up these, I mean, I'm okay waking up, you know, you know, potential lions who are out there. I'm going to devote time and energy to that. But, you know, the average brainwashed slave that's walking around, you know, go take the vaccine, kill yourself. I don't care. You know, make it so that way you and your kids can't have more kids and I don't need to worry about your progeny going and fucking things up for future generations. Go, go ahead, go do it. I don't really care. I'm going to be living my life over here and, uh, you know, and finding ways to, you know, throw survive and thrive throughout all this and so it's in you know living in basically you know a paradise you know location over here and we get to go outside and get to you know go get tan or go to the hot tub <coughs> or go to the pool and you know it's not you know it's not the you know the end of the world over here but you know i chose to move from the snowiest place in america uh to one of the one of the nicest weather places i mean at least at least you know not in summertime it's not the nicest but for right now you know we're definitely you know enjoying this and um you know i had no real agenda for what i was going to talk about no notes I know it's been, you know, a long ramble, but, you know, it was a long time being on Facebook, you know, since, since 2004 and, and, you know, at some of these other platforms and things, uh, Facebook has done more to advance volunteerism than to stop it. And I do, I do believe that. Hi, Danielle. And hey, uh, you know, Adam, and, and yeah, I absolutely believe that Facebook at this point is, you know, helping waking people up because there is, we're at this precipice right now where, you know, it's either we make these moves towards freedoms or we all end up as slaves. I mean, there's no, it's, it's no, absolutely no simpler than that. I mean, we need to stop acting like slaves and we need to have, you know, follow people that know what the solutions are or who are trying to work towards the solutions. And it's not going to come from, you know, some big tech centralized system. It's going to come from a decentralized system where we can get off the man's grade. Anyways, Josh and I are going to go probably shoot a video, maybe do like a walk and talk or something around, uh, you know, around the neighborhood. I don't know. Get, get some nice vitamin D out here. But Josh is always wearing, always wearing long sleeves and plaid and wearing and Yeah, because I'm smart because that's what, that's what the people in the Sahara Desert taught me. People who actually have to deal with real heat, not Phoenix heat. I'm talking fucking oh, 100 and, oh, 140. Oh, uh, you have 140 oh. here? You get uh, you oh, have 140? No, you don't have 140 here. You know what they don't have in the, uh, the Sahara as well? Air conditioning. So 140 plus air conditioning. They, I'll trust them over some, uh, you know, little called Americans about uh, what what it takes to deal with the heat and that is wearing long sleeves and long pants because it actually keeps you more cool than wearing t-shirts you get more radiation from the sun which means your body temperature goes up if you're <clears throat> if you're showing skin that's yeah, no, that. I would I would run with reflective clothing on or reflective hats and hats that cover my neck and do I mean, when you're wind doing, goes right through this but the sun doesn't so that's it, when exactly you're doing like all sorts of crazy Iron Man stuff I mean that's just what you have to do and it looks like I've got some sort of scammer probably calling in right now uh, unless unless that person wants to like give me a million dollars or something, then I should have answered that. But anyway, says their bodies don't Osborne vitamin D. You mean absorb? You get vitamin Os enough through the face and Ozzy Osborne. And then so yeah, Anna Pashanta, he's leaving Facebook, and so uh, and there's some other thing that you're trying to promote. I forgot what it's called, like XMPP. I have no idea what what that is. Rob Segerson, what's up? Hey, thanks for joining. Uh, got, also, at the perfect time for us to go. Yeah, th th yeah. So right at the perfect time to go, which means you can then watch the replay. But you better watch it fast because we are leaving. This is that, is that Luke calling? No, I don't. It didn't uh, show up as uh, 
bitch on my phone, so no, it wasn't. Uh, it was not Luke calling. So, anyways, uh, no, he knows. He knows where I'm at. He, you know. But the thing is, I'm not gonna have somebody say that I'm not well researched. I mean, so this whole thing started where you know the day I'm moving out of my uh, out of my, my kids are leaving, getting divorced. Luke wants to go and say that I'm not well researched enough, and that he's so disappointed in me. And I'm not gonna let some you know college dropout tell or high school dropout. But not that high school really matters or college really matters. It's all propaganda. But you know, the point is, I'm not gonna let some high school dropout say that I'm not well researched enough when I could go around him seven ways a Sunday. And I challenged him to, all right, what do you want to debate me on? Let's have a little wheel. We'll go have a bunch of different topics. We'll spin the wheel and whatever it comes up on, no notes, just boom, whatever you know off the top of your head. Because you know what? In this this debate, you're not allowed to go watch a Tim Pool video and just go and regurgitate everything he said and put it out as your own. You've got to actually have your own uh, thoughts on this. And then, and then he didn't do that. And then he wanted to call me Urkel and started making fun of I'm making fun of me. I'm like, dude, you want to call me Urkel? Uh, let's let's go step at it right now. And so, uh, and but you know, then I, then he then challenged me to a fight. I said, you know, what would you like to do? Would you like to do helmets and gloves? And he's like, oh, no. Whatever the fights. point is, the point is, point is, in, in, on January twenty second, we we're putting out at Wham, calling uh, uh, for the saying that they would uh, put us into quarantine, lock down the country, force vaccinate you, and that it was all a fake scam demic that was created in a lab. Um, while Luke in, in August was still saying that masks solve everything. So I think, um, you know, the proof is in the pudding. So. And then he wants to go and say that, oh, because he, uh, you know, oh, because, uh, you know, that he's got more followers than us. That he's, he said know, because he has more followers and has fame. more money than us that it, obviously he's right and we're wrong. So he used that as an argument. So that speaks for itself as well. Yeah, I mean, it's Vigny Brzezinski and all these other people. Oh, that's, but all these, I mean, a lot of global, I mean, Bill Gates has more money than me. I mean, does that mean that he's all right and everything? No, it's not. But anyways, didn't want to have to end this, you know, making a, you know, a Luke rant because, you know, he knows, uh, you know, he knows that, you know, I mean, basically he can either apologize to me or he can shut the fuck up because, you know, I, I, well, oh, well, my crime was that I didn't want to attack Dan Dix and that I wanted to have people like Dr. Judy Mikevitz on back in March exposing all this. And he was telling me I was going to kill old people for playing tennis. I mean, I mean, so here I am thinking that he's like one of the biggest badasses around and confronting all these people. And then now I'm not allowed to play tennis. I'm like, 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 which is, you know, you know kind of associated to be more of like a pussy type sport, but you know, I'm not even allowed to do that. So it's just... I'm not going to live like a slave, so I don't know why people, you know, keep listening to slaves. I don't know why people listen to people like Tim Pool, who was saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, a red wave and MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. And look at Tim Pool. He's so fucking cool because he ended up, you know, he was a liberal in 2012 and voted for Obama. And so uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, great. You know, so a person that voted for Obama in 2012 didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. You know, he knows all the answers. No, he doesn't. But, you know, he makes, you know, $300,000 a month and we don't. So all right. that's, but anyways. Yeah, well, anyway, let's leave Facebook. Let's, um, yeah, let's leave Facebook because this whole platform is just toxic. It gets all these toxic emotions going. I uh, hope maybe some of you found this, you know, maybe somewhat uh, entertaining. But anyways, thank you so much for everybody that has, uh, so freaking out, but Matt, yeah. Yeah, those videos did not age well at all, and uh, the video I have with him... Remember the one where he said that uh, if you want to be essential, why don't you go work in a factory then? Otherwise, stop complaining about being yeah, unessential. Protest, yeah, yeah, protest are... Uh, it's a, 
Yeah, and what was who was the one guy he had on the uh, financial other financial guy? Uh, it was uh, yeah, a Chris, Chris uh, Martin's uh, peak prosperity. Dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Anyways, you know that these are all just knuckleheads, and these these knuckleheads who want to go and protest, you know how stupid they are, and, and if they want to instead of protesting, they should just move their family and go work in a factory. I mean, on video. I mean, dude. I mean, like, like what it's you're just telling your, telling your listeners to go move their family to go work in a factory because you know they want to, they don't want to wear a mask, and then. And the thing is, he owned gas masks and still wouldn't even go outside. So, like, like you know what? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the one that's not well-researched. I mean, and anytime, any subject, yeah, any, anytime, any subject, any fucking place, any, anywhere, if you want to do it uh, through, you know, physical means, I'm fine with that. If you want to do it through intellectual means, I'm fine with that. But, you know what, he knows that he, you know what, he is smart enough to know that he could get his ass kicked either way. So, at least I'll give him some credit on that. But, you know, he wasn't smart enough. All he had to do was apologize to me. Won't apologize, so you know I've already spent way too much time, you know, sucking up this energy uh, like an energy vampire that he is. He looks like a vampire. The best, but... the best independent media's out there are Wham, they're Corbett Report, they're Press for Truth, they're people that are actually consistent in what they're talking Cash about. Uh, and uh, you know, Larkin Rose and people like that. I mean, we got to be focusing on these guys and not focusing on these inconsistent, not so smart um, people. I'm not saying he's a shill; he's just not so smart. Uh, and so be it. And his viewers can figure that out for himself. And unfortunately, most people are stupid in the world. So you'll get a lot of viewers being stupid. But that's the way it is. Um, we got to just be happy with what we have. And right now, as I mentioned, a bit shoot is blowing up. Float is blowing up. Library is blowing up. Get on these platforms. Support these platforms. And screw Facebook. I mean, I don't even know why we're still on Facebook right now talking. Because it's like, I think this is the, the end of the story. It's the end of the story. It's the end of an era. It's the end of all my shit posting from going back from the time I was 18 to now. So I've got my entire life logged, which was the initial, uh, basically code name for Facebook was a CIA contract that they put out for something called life log. I believe that that ended, that contract was rescinded on, uh, I think it was like February 6, 2004, which was the same day that Facebook came out. I'm doing this off memory, but it was something right around there. But you know, it's probably within a week or two. I've got a really weird memory like that where I can, there's certain things that just like boom stick. But yeah, so it's, uh, this whole thing was meant to log your life. It was called Life Log, and then they ended up having the CIA going and basically having some fronts called Mark Zuckerberg. These social credit, Chinese social credit. This is what Facebook is. Which is why Libra was going to be the, the kind of like the new global SDR. And uh, if you don't know what the SDR is, then you should follow me and learn what it is because. For more recipes. It, yeah. yeah from, <laughs> anyway, no, it's a global payment system that the central banks use already amongst themselves. And I had a video with Yoshi the day before the Libra white paper came out, calling it, is, Lib is Libra the new SDR? And then just like a month ago, Facebook came out and said they're trying to model themselves after the SDR. You heard it here first a year and a half ago. Anyways, you know what? You know, that's, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm gonna probably let this video process, then pull it off of here, and then I'm done with you. Done with well, not done with YouTube yet. So you can still find me on YouTube. Wouldn't recommend going there. Re you know, go to float.app/libertyadvisor. There's like a little thing in the cover photo that has all different places that he can uh, that that you guys can follow me at. Go to the libertyadvisorshow.com. All the places where you can connect with me and uh, you know see my propaganda going forward. But anyways. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck you, Jack Dorsey. All the other, uh, you know, tech tyrants that are out there. And peace out. And love all the people watching me, but, you know, fuck everybody else. All right. See you guys.